Welcome, cadets and captains, to another episode of M-Class Podcast. Oh, fucking shit. I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. And joining us on today's very special episode of M-Class Podcast, we're going to do a drug PSA. It's BAM. <laughs> Why are we doing a Why drugs are we doing PSA? drugs? Because <laughs> BAM's on. <laughs> this is an intervention. Oh, God. I knew it. I knew God. it. Damn. Oh, not for me. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. I get I get another two weeks of sweet drug use. Hold on, I gotta hide my contraband real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> Is he putting it up his b-hole? Yeah, he's for sure boofing it. Yeah, right get it right now. back in. Uh, get yeah. it right into Gotham. Gotta get it. <laughs> oh no, I hope it doesn't break in my b-hole. Oh so. no. <laughs> M Class Podcast, believe it or not, is sort of a television watch book club, watch club club where we mm-hmm, watch mm-hmm. episodes of a television series called Star Trek. It's a cl- it's a trademarked bah, term, bah, bah, watch bah, club. Bah, 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 bah. That's why we have him on. That's why he's here. Except we're not watching that one this week. Nope. This is Bam's collection that we're in the middle of right now. The Cards and Casinos collection by Bam himself. Thank you for that suggestion, Bam. You are Great suggestion, so Bam. welcome. You this did, was a good one. Um, this is the final episode, so we had to have Bam in on it. Because uh, if you don't know, Bam uh, is the host of another podcast, which uh, he's not paying me money, so I won't say the name of. <laughs> you can say it. <laughs> this dirtbag. <laughs> it's true. Uh, now it's called Bits, Chips, and Flipped Scripts, and it is a fucking hoot of a time, so we had to have him on. Thanks for oh, coming, yes. man. Hell yeah. Thanks for inviting me. I feel honored. What time is it where you are? Oh, I'm East Coast, honey. Don't worry about it. It's like, you know. No, you're in the the middle, but it's still, that, that always confuses me. Michigan's so the cut line. Michigan's On this episode of M-Class Podcast, <laughs> we're going to be talking about. Oh, host man, got to host it up in here. <laughs> it's true. I got to fucking host. What else in. am I going to do? I can't be funny. I got to be He's host in. man. <laughs> he knows. Bam knows. <laughs> uh, we're going to be uh, talking about Deep Space Nine Season 7, Episode 15, Bada Bing Bada Bang. Oh, That's yeah. That's a good one. Girly. Hey there, girly. Got give there. me a cheesesteak. Give, give me a kiss on the cheek, baby. <laughs> you call this a cheesesteak? Couldn't feed it to my mama. Hit, hit her again. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Philadelphia bullshit. Oh, I know there so are good. some people listening who are like, season seven, I don't want to get spoilered. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, this one's not really... Uh, the only thing you learn happens. in this episode is that Nog lost a leg and a holographic yeah. jazz singer from the 1930s got him back on his feet. 1962. <laughs> from the 1820s. <laughs> Got, got ja- back up the jazz singer from the t- 1820s. Yeah, <laughs> before jazz was invented. <laughs> yeah, 100 years. The ragtime. The ragtime rag singer. singer. Scott oh, Joplin himself got him back up on his feet. <laughs> oh god, that's fucking not a good episode. <laughs> oh my god. Now, wonder Captain Cisco's not happy with it. Yeah, That's for terrible. real, it's true. That would be terrible. Man, I oh, fucking man. love that touch in this episode. It is, no, it's really great. Yo, yeah. yo, yo! Like, I, I know, like, <laughs> so now that we finally got some queer and some color on the podcast, I just have to say, yeah. freaking Cisco's approach to that was absolutely my favorite. I adore that. Oh shit. yeah, 
No, yeah, it's, it's great. Mm. Um, Bam was talking about himself, by the way. I don't know if he made that clear. <laughs> I'm sure. Yes, if they don't know, you two are a couple of whiteies. <laughs> we're the honkiest of honkies. Yeah, we're. Yeah, it's. Oh, don't, bad. don't you worry about it. I'm a bit Irish too. <laughs> I went out into the sun yesterday and I got sick from it. <laughs> Did you get cute freckles though? On my left arm, because that's the driving side, baby. <laughs> I'm like a truck driver. Uh, so this more, like a, more like a fuck driver. Go ahead. No, I had no, to let good. you get you that, had that, that out. I had Absolutely. to let you get you that knew, out. You knew it was coming. We've been doing this a long time. You can't see it, but I'm making like the, the pull the horn symbol with the arm. Perfect. <laughs> fuck driver. Kids still do that. I saw some kid doing that the other day. They still do it. We need to put those- that on a shirt. You got those testicles hanging behind the wheel. <laughs> it should be the arm pulling the horn rope, but the horn rope is just a double-sided dildo. I love oh, it. Oh, shit. Sure it. We really lo- we really missed out on our calling We're in the mid-2000s at a Spencer's <laughs> Gifts. <laughs> Let's just do it now. Dude, the 90s are back. So soon enough, the 2000s oh, don't will say be that. that. Don't say it's that. It's true. I don't want it. Dude, like, I see fucking, like, little kids coming in the store downstairs and like it's like the 90s I'm like what the fuck are you kids this is neon colors and shit like what is this shit? oh they're sure. moving beyond that too like the kids uh like my wife crystal teaches uh, sixth grade now and the like little kids are aren't dressing in like 90s like teenager fashion uh-huh. like uh, yeah. the teens are they're the next gen and they're dressing like friends characters oh, oh it's like it's late rebounding 90s. yeah <laughs> Oh no! Oof. Listen, I already lived through the Bush era once. I don't want to go through this again. It's true. Yeah, that was. Can terrible. we not? Can we reel that back the a little surge. bit? Surge. Let's just let's just do like a double take of the '80s. Can we do that? I'll be down. Yeah. Down for cocaine. that. Cocaine. Fuck yeah. Cocaine. Doctor Roxo loves cocaine. Cocaine. Well, now we have to pay song? them money for rights. No, we're not paying anybody. <laughs> back to the drug PSA. The real reason we're here. The drug yeah. PSA. Cocaine I is good. I learned it from watching you. Give it a shot, everybody. Cocaine is good. Do drugs. It makes your life better. So this I, episode was uh, directed by Mike Vehar, who we've talked about before. Uh, got the nickname Vayharder and Vayharder. That's for his, awesome. For quote-unquote his willingness to put in long-hour shooting and not his ability to fuck other cast members' wives. So Wait, hold on a second. So for his ability to shooting... It, that's the same thing. You just said the same thing twice, like over, right? It, lo- yeah. Yeah. Put in long hours shooting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the same yeah. thing. Shooting ropes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this episode was written by Iris Stephen Bayer and Hans Bimla. Hans Bimla, Muti. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Iris Stephen Bear, who you might know, is a, a great writer for Deep Space Nine, who was in charge of the Dominion War story mm-hmm. arc for the most part. A great beardsman. Also, yeah. he got a blue beard. <laughs> His old blue beard. Yar. <laughs> and uh, Han, Hans Beamler, you might know, as the writer who has the most fun name to make fun of so far. I thought he was the <laughs> villain from, like... The first Captain America. Oh, I was thinking like Pink Panther for some reason. Like, Pink Panther. Some kind I, of. I was you know, thinking like, Die Hard. Like ooh, he's a yeah. Die Hard villain. Yeah, yeah. He's a Die Hard villain. Aw. R.I.P. Alan Rickman. So Hans, what do you do for a living? I write the Star Trek. <laughs> I write it. <laughs> I, I write it. <laughs> I write it with my booty. 
He, uh, he was the assistant director on Night Shift, Splash, Mischief, and The Golden Child. Mm, I know Yo, all of those. Splash, Splash is a great movie. The Golden Child is also a great Night movie. Night Shift is actually a really fucking wild movie as well. I always confuse Night Shift with Night Court. Well, Night Court's better, of course. <laughs> of courts. <laughs> Uh, he also produced... Oh my god, Josh, you're so clever. He also produced, <laughs> wrote, and directed several episodes of William Shatner's Tech War. Tech War. William Fuck Shatner's? Yeah. I haven't heard yeah. of this. Yeah, Shatner wrote a... Uh, look, imagine I'm doing air quotes as hard as I can. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Shatner wrote a book series called mm. Tech War. Yeah, it was about a bunch of tech wars. Huh. Josh is that's sort what, of an expert on tech wars. That's what tell. the back says of the book. It's like, yeah, this book's about a bunch of tech wars. I honestly have no idea what it says. William happens. Shatner on the books in giant letters, and then underneath yeah. it, it's two other people's names, like real small. And also underneath that, even smaller, is the title Tech Wars. <laughs> that's so fucking true, actually. Yeah, I've seen the covers. I remember when they would sell that shit like in the aisles of like a Kmart. Wow, and he'd be like, I'd be like, William Shatner, like that's the Star Trek guy, and I'd want to get it, and my grandmother would be like, you don't want to read that. I own <laughs> I own the first book of Tech War, I've just never read it. <laughs> we should read it. We'll Every time a, I think about thing. reading it, I get a tummy ache for some reason. Do they have an audio book? I bet they do. I bet Shatner reads it himself. I bet. I, if he doesn't, <laughs> that is such a missed opportunity. Yeah. They better get on it. He's going to die soon. Uh, yeah, he looks like he, he's looked like he's gonna die soon for a really long a time. It is it is surprising that he is still around. I will just throw that out there. Yeah, I he's mean one the good the one died first. So yeah, like looking at the <laughs> cast of Star Trek, you have to wonder like how the fuck did Nimoy die before Shatner? You know, right? He smoked. That's why. That's true. Mm, thank goodness. He had a COPD. COPD. He had copped. Yeah. He got copped. Uh, I'm going to do the fun fact of the week like straight out front. Do you know when uh, the card counter is missing and he's been replaced by somebody else? Yeah, by douchebag. Partway through the episode. Uh, that's Gowron. Oh! What? Yeah. The the dude who's like gets mad that the Esri won't leave and drinks the drink out of spite, that's Gowron. That's Gowron? His eyes weren't open enough. I couldn't tell. No. He was he was acting what? as not Galron, he was, so he closed his he eyes. Was acting. <laughs> that's how that's I, how he acts. It's either eyes open or eyes closed. It's true, I, though. dude. <laughs> I you I don't I don't believe that. I, it's the first fun fact I do not believe. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you could go to show me proof. Show me proof. You could yeah, go to the, the memory alpha and go to the trivia section, and it's right yeah. there. <laughs> Nah, vaccines cause autism. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! He's got a spoon on him. It's the worst. Um, Guys, why can't I take my headphones off? They're stuck to my head. <laughs> here, right here in the um, trivia section, Robert O'Reilly, better known for his role as Galron, portrays the replacement accountant. He was credited oh, here man. as Bobby Riley to hide the fact that it was the same actor. That's why. Can Warf's we talk not about how? Yeah, can we talk about how this episode of DS9 is a way better version of Ready Player One than Ready Player One oh could ever be? <laughs> uh, Go on. I, like, I didn't read Ready Player One, so this makes no fucking sense. Did to you me watch the movie? It. It's no, the same shit. 
Okay. Well, like they go inside of of like movies in that book, right? And in this, they're kind of inside of a video game or a movie, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I like how, like, like a game would like it kind of like pushes them toward the right answer, you know? Like, so when Esri goes into the the room, the counting room with the martini, and he won't drink it. She has to like think of a way to make him to drink it, which is kind of like a clever video gamey strat, right? Agreed, like, agreed. Yes, actually, uh, I wanted to bring up so like this episode, I didn't, re- I forgot about it being kind of like repetitious in a way, right? So yeah, we yeah. get to see a plan that sort of goes out, and then we get to see that plan being executed. They do the Ocean's Eleven uh-huh. the narrate oh, yeah. over the. This, yeah. this whole episode is based entirely on oceans alone oh absolutely yeah. from the slow-mo lineup to like yep. yeah but I, I was i was curious what you guys thought about that because like i at first i thought like man that's this is boring like but then they like yeah. you said they switch it up a little bit to where it's like oh we get to see them do some problem solving skills real quick and i thought that yeah was it's neat. it's cool because like it makes you think like the holodeck is semi-intelligent because mm-hmm. it's like the holodeck kind of knows what they're doing and then it's like, oh, well, we're going to throw some, like, monkey wrenches in here and, like, fuck with them, Yeah, it's right? like a DM. Like, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Well, there's there's something to be said for the fact that, like, we as television watchers know, and, like, movie watchers or whatever, we know that if they show us the plan working before it actually happens, that that means it's going to get fucked over in some yeah, way. Yeah, something's going to happen. And it right, creates right. a little bit of, like, like tension in us as viewers yeah. ahead of time. And I think that works wonders for this episode. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I felt like, like, at first I remember, like, thinking that, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of directors where, like, they'll, they'll show you um, the process while narrating them over the process. But that's, like, supposed to be the actual thing going down. So I remember and then they'll skip ahead. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So that's what I thought. And then when they started doing it scene by scene again, I was like, oh, wait, what's going on? But yeah, and then you're right. Yeah. You pick up. You're like, oh, shit's going to They go do down. that in, in one of the newer Oceans movies. It might be 12 or something, because 12 is the bad one. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and, and you're like, oh, we're doing the thing. And, and then it skips ahead, and it's like, Brad Pitt's mom is here. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to turn on Oceans 11 now. Yeah, movie off, please. Yeah. Um, also, where's Galron? <laughs> where is Michael Dorn in a sexy ass suit? I was so bummed. <laughs> That's true. Yo, he hates fun. He's like, I do not want to be in this episode. <laughs> this episode is too fun for me. <laughs> Things I can't no, say because spoilers have made me upset, so I'm gone now. It's true. <laughs> Good thing Galron will be in this episode instead of me. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Ezri's just like, it's me. That's, that's every every episode. I that's love, true. Have you? I mean, you've, I'm assuming you guys have watched like Avatar: The Last Airbender. I uh, I've watched uh, like watching over season season seven again. I realized that they they do this thing, and it's like a, you see this in writing a lot, where like they need to make this character relatable and likable yeah. compared to this other character we've seen for like the last six seasons, right? Right. So right, Ezra exactly. gets this like little adventure with each character so that each character can kind of bond with her a little bit. 
Yeah, they cram in the the story. Like, yeah. like we had six years of Gen Z, and you're like, oh, I, you know, I, that character grew like naturally. Mm-hmm. And then they stick, they plant Ezri in the ground, and they're like, fucking dump fertilizer yeah. on her. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Shit, don't the... overwater it. Don't, don't overwater it. And fucking... yeah, don't overwater. That's called the Rupert Bear principle, by the way. That's in awesome. My brain. I did not know. <laughs> that. I did not. But I love uh, technical. I crafted things. this principle, by the way. You could check it in any medical journal. Uh, <laughs> If you want to introduce a character into a series, have them do single adventures with one character each, just like Rupert did. Yeah. Rupert Barry yeah. said? They do that in um, Star Trek 2009 with Kirk. He has a little adventure with every member of the crew. Yeah, uh, that's right. He goes to the tube room where the water tubes are. <laughs> yeah. He, he, and he, he goes to the fucking boiler room at a... Yeah. At a 1999 fucking steel <laughs> mill. And yeah, he goes to like a factory in like northern Wisconsin, and I still like it. Okay. Ugh, I know. Ugh. Bam has brought his bad opinion on Star Trek 2009 to our podcast. Hey, you know what would cool down a matter antimatter <laughs> reaction? Water. Let's use. Let's let's literally. What's just water take the made out of? Of like Splash Mountain and throw it on yeah. our spaceship. <laughs> What's water made out of? Matter? I don't know. Probably just water. Hey, by the way, we should make these water tubes exactly human being size. Yeah, good call. <laughs> and we can have a funny moment that's from a fucking cartoon. Uh, He's in the water listen, tube. Listen, you watched a piece of the action. You know that sometimes that happens. <laughs> I don't think that's what we should be aiming for in our movie. <laughs> I didn't say aiming for. <laughs> that is not the direction. But also, we're a fucking we family. Towards. It just sometimes happens. That's true. Remember at the end of the movie when they were like, we're a family. Remember that time when Kirk went through the water tube park? <laughs> that's when I knew he was my daddy. That's when I knew we were going to make it. <laughs> Nothing uh, but my bones. <laughs> Remember, remember when Kirk gets bones. fucking uh, allergic reaction that has big frog hands and mouth? And it's funny. Funny. That's why he can't wear the. That's why he needs the glasses. Oh my god! I'm, I I'm read the Wikipedia right page. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, a plus movie. <laughs> that movie sucks, but it's somehow um infinitely better than the next one. Yes, it is. That's holy yo. shit. <laughs> Not to tangent, Somehow. I know, but like, oh my god, how Yo. how do you go from like bad to worse like that? I don't know. You just it's, have nobody give a shit. Like, I don't know. They how wrote do you it make in the, the, the worst movie in Star Trek history. Abrams has been associated with probably three of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mission Impossible Three, which is unfucking watchable, da- Into Darkness. And the third one, which is every other movie he did. Did <laughs> <laughs> you know, that one Abrams. stick with Star Wars? Was that not a lot? <laughs> no, well, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, I don't know. That's included. Uh, That's in every movie he ever made. That's true. Maybe, it is included. <laughs> the first half of the first half of seven and the last half of nine are kind of okay. And now the other parts are like, ugh. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I love that his son gets to write Spider-Man. There's a lot of emotions there. I love that fucking J.J. Abrams' son gets to write Spider-Man. He never wrote anything in his entire life. Were we talking about J.J. Abrams? Give me that nepotism. 
were we talking about this the other day, or was I just thinking about it? Sometimes I don't know. Sometimes uh, I just live in your brain, and you just chat yeah. with me. I was thinking oh, about that, amazing. and I was like, there's fucking people who like write their whole lives that would kill to write a fucking Spider-Man comic book, and this fucking 12-year-old kid is like, uh, my daddy bought me a Spider-Man job, <laughs> and uh, uh, I got to write Spider-Man. It's true. It's like... Uh, also, like, do I give a shit that J.J. Abrams, the worst writer in Hollywood, that his son is writing a Spider-Man well, comic his book? His son's probably better fuck. than him. Might be. I mean... <laughs> God. It might be, like, Guys an opposite crazy. Miyazaki effect, right? It's true. <laughs> God, poor Goro Miyazaki. Poor Goro, right? I know. Fucking I know. I always feel bad ripping on him, but dude's gotta get guy. good. <laughs> yeah, and plus he was born with four arms. That's weird. It's true. <laughs> It's a little he just wanted to five. be prince so bad. He just wanted to be the prince, but then he gets shot in the nuts. And it's like, oh. <laughs> he gets fucking punched in the it's dick. True. Fucking Johnny Cage is the true villain of the Goro Miyazaki story. Uh, I love the best dicks? part of that movie is when he signs the autograph and it burns in the fire, and you're like, "Fuck yeah!" yeah. Did you guys see the new Mortal Kombat movie? We're not talking yeah. about it. <laughs> I, I saw wanna, it. I don't want to get uh, salty. That movie was hilarious. <laughs> Dude, there were moments when I was like, that's pretty clever. Like, when they do the leg sweep, I was like, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. It has it, moments. It doesn't have the charm of the... No. That, that first movie is like... It's, like, perfect because it's so silly, but it's, like, great. It doesn't take it's itself so seriously, weird. which the new yeah. one definitely does. That's, a little bit. Is, is that what it is? Because I feel like, I and I don't, I don't, I sound old for saying this and I hate that, but I just yeah. want to say, like, I haven't seen a good, like, modern version of camp. You know what I mean? And that's what the old Mortal yeah. Kombat was. Mortal Kombat was camp, and it was, mm, mwah, it was so good. It was, the you 90s were, like, the king of the camp. Absolutely. It, it was, they knew how to do it, mm-hmm. and now it. Because everything has to be fucking gritty and yeah, it's like, that's you need to watch camp. the new Legends of Monkey on Netflix. <laughs> that is fully camp, and it takes nothing about itself seriously, and it's amazing. I love that. I love that shit. It's so <laughs> stupid. I love it so much. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta watch stupid shit. I, I love stupid shit. Fucking hell yeah, Kung Fu Hustle. Uh, we already established that you like you like two thousand nine Star Trek. You like 2009 Star Trek. Fucking, you're, you're right, though. That is, like, it is, like, a ironic take, right? Like, I enjoy it because, yeah. to me, it's silly as fuck. And That's I wouldn't totally ever true. want to be like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to see from Star Trek all of the time. Right, right, right. If it was, like, a one-off or mm-hmm, something, it would, mm-hmm. be, it would be fun. But they were like, this is the universe we're in now. I, I did Literally, look, it's different. I did look in the new Mortal Kombat that Sub-Zero is, like, fucking god he's like it takes two guys to beat him at any time and he just kills everybody because he's my guy i played sub-zero all the time oh i was always a reptile oh, you fan. were a bad guy yeah i was a bad guy i'm still a bad guy in real life i know it you're so altruistic <laughs> i don't even want to hear it shut up bam see i'm bad i'm a he's bad, bad. Man. he said shut i'm up. the edgy one here i can call you out on it now I'm the, I'm, a, I'm the truest edge lord. Why don't you kiss my bottom, baby? Oh, you got me. You got me. <laughs> That's where his butthole is. That's where my ass buttholes. is. Avery Brooks in this episode. <laughs> yeah, let's get back to the episode. He oh can my sit God, on my I want him to be my without dad. Without asking, oh. I don't even like fucking. <laughs> I love this man so much. Can we just bring He's... that to the table? <laughs> Yo, he, like, I love when he goes to Ops and they're all talking about Vix and 
uh, he's like, what's going on out here? And they're like, oh, just Vic, his casino or whatever. And he's like, uh, you guys plan on getting back That's, to work? Which, I love it because <laughs> that was my thought too, is seeing these, yeah. these people in ops, mind you, fucking talking yeah. about this Hollow Sweet program. And I was like, man, it must have been a slow day at DS9, huh? And then Avery yeah. Brooks comes out like, oh yeah, fuckers, like, it's a slow day at DS9. I'm like, yes. Dude, he blows yeah. through like a fart. Like everybody is, he just gets fucking ruined. Their, their, their happiness is gone. O'Brien is like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Avery Brooks is like, off a little bit. Like <laughs> Avery Brooks is incredible in this episode. He he plays this like sort of understated anger and frustration yeah. mm-hmm. throughout this episode yeah. that's like palpable. In a way, he's not putting, like, a ton of, like, physical acting into it. You can just see in his he's, eyes and in his little mannerisms. He's full-blown like disco. He's dad Cisco. He's dad Cisco. Yeah. He's, he's like, you he's can dad. see it on his shoulders, right? Like, he's, yeah. like, everything about him kind of pulls in a little bit because he's stressed out about this idea that... You know, people care about something so dumb, in his opinion, right? Like, yeah, I love it's, it. It's, like, it's it's not only dumb in his opinion because I mean, like, Worf thinks it's dumb as well, right? But right. like, Cisco finds it insulting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the entire concept of there being this like slice of time that is so untrue to the experiences of black right. people in that time is insulting yeah. to him. Yeah, and I mean, somebody he literally. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to step on you, but like no, somebody, no, you, no. Somebody pointed out that um, he's already been Benny. He's already exactly. Oh, yeah, he's already experienced directly the racism of a time not that far off from. Absolutely. and that's like the same time period. It's like I think it's like the fifties, right? Like, yeah, it's pre- it's pretty similar time period. So he's definitely. Yeah. He's had firsthand experience of what being a black man in that time would be like, mm-hmm. and yeah. Vix is and straight it, up insulting to him. It fits in with like like him being the emissary of Bejor too, because Bejor is like a you know they were like slaves and you know what I mean. Oh, like absolutely. They, they were, oh yeah. So it's all tied in. Like he's like, look, like what are we doing here if we're like just gonna like pretend nothing happened? Like I totally get what he's saying. Oh, and <laughs> and, and like I don't know, I. Part of this is, like, the reason DS9 will always be my favorite. Because, like, this is a nothing episode, right? This is about as, like, yeah. as significant as, like, the Royale was to Next Generation, you know? Yeah, yeah this is this is a good buy. This is, like, a, like a we're, we're having fun, but here comes the serious right, shit, right? Right, like, And then, like, yeah. but despite that, it has all of these, con- all, all these characters are so well established that they just keep continuity, and I adore continuity. Continuity is, like, my, my bread and butter. Yeah, that's uh, Ronald D, baby. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah. like continuity, Ronald D. Yeah, Ronald, Ronald D. Moore has... Uh, he really has a mind for, like, little pieces of continuity being sprinkled all over everything, yeah. no matter mm-hmm. how, like, unnecessary it is. Well, it's just, like, thinking yep. about it, you know? It's like, oh, well, you put yourself in the, the shoes of those characters, and, it, you know, in, in doing so, you make them more real to not just yourself, the writer, but also, you know, the audience gets to see that, too. And I love it. Mm, nom, 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 nom. It's, it's delicioso. Great. It's great, <laughs> yeah. And Avery Brooks is, like... I mean, I've gone on record a billion times. Avery Brooks is like one of my favorite actors that's ever stepped foot on <laughs> Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. and 
it, there's there's like a scale of Avery Brooks. There's like the intense, like eyes wide open, like in your face, angry Avery Brooks. Yeah. And then of course there's woo Avery yeah. Brooks. Woo! <laughs> 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 Love it. So good. And uh, I'll take I anything lo- from the tray. Thank you very much. Anywhere. Yeah, I'll take around. it all. I'll, oh, I'll take same. all of it. Yeah. Big save. Yeah, no, he he's, I, I think that's why he's so compelling is because like, what, what are you going to get today? <laughs> like, like, how's dad going to be today? Right? It's like, true. Like, there's an interesting aspect because he is so complex and so very stoic that uh, I feel like there's like a hint of mystery, right? Where you're not sure yeah. what's going to happen because he has so many, he's like a gradient, right? He's got so many different aspects to himself and you never know what you're going to get. But every time you get one of them, it's it's just so good. <laughs> Man, that, that conversation he has with Cassidy at dinner is oh, so, t- I love I, it's like, it's like, man, I've fucking been here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, there's like a tension shit. in the air. Yeah. yeah I just don't want to talk about yeah. it. Leave me alone. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, and he tries to play it off like he's trying to be charming, but it, it's like she knows he's like not happy about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what his deal is though. Like fucking, I would give it all up to Cassidy. Don't even fucking get me started. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Talk about a fucking yeah. beautiful yeah. woman. Cassidy yeah, greater than Jennifer. Greater than Jennifer. Oh for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's true. I'll say it. I'm glad she's dead. Damn it. <laughs> wow. Well, we wouldn't have Deep Space Nine if she was alive. Exactly. Oh, that peaked the mic. I'm sorry. That fucking popped the... Oh, my God. Um, oh, shit. I, I think an important thing that, like, is sort of a conscious decision that Avery Brooks makes as an actor is that um, he carries over feelings from one situation to another. Like, if you have your mm-hmm. Picard who, like, if he's frustrated in one scene, will put on his, like, professionalism face... Sure, and he yeah. won't show that frustration in the next scene. Um, Cisco is not like that. Cisco right. is if he's pissed, he's gonna be pissed. He still does his job. He still does it perfectly, but you can feel that intensity the entire time. And I appreciate that decision yeah. to sort of like differentiate his character. Picard is the ever the diplomat, uh-huh. and Cisco's more like a warrior. Like he's like diplomatic what he needs to be but most of the time he's he's just like i'm here to do this job right <laughs> like I, I, I i'm think, going to do this i i think to, to sum it down and like, like you said dip between diplomat and warrior we could also look at it like it's the difference between uh like idealist and practical right like exactly. oh, he's so pragmatic as a character yeah well, he knows what's coming before anybody else and and as somebody who's a genius i also understand of course, that worse <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's like the difference in chess players, right? <laughs> like, if Picard and Cisco sat down at a chessboard, Picard would be doing, like, clever maneuvers that are in the book. Yeah. All the right moves, right? Cisco yeah. would be doing um, more aggressive, like, plays that might be more dangerous, but are way more, right. yeah. like, Risk rewarding. Reward. Like blowing up a planet. Yeah, like gassing an entire planet full of people because you're mad it's at a bald fine. guy. And 50 years from now, it'll be fine. It's yeah. fine. Listen, if my wife died from the cutest, I'd probably do the same. It happens. Trauma's a, <laughs> true. Trauma's a real thing. He just fucking hates bald guys now, thanks to Picard. <laughs> so Eddington showed up and he's like, I'm going to gas this guy's planet. Honestly, who we? Also, oh, by the way, um, 
because you guys mentioned this on the last episode about Eddington, and I did not put that together. That was real interesting to yeah. me. Yeah, um, yeah. About how he's the one either. who calls uh-huh, that scenario because he's a sabotaging yeah. little weasel, and it's like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, there, there are he's several Canadian. episodes he's during <laughs> that time. He's where Canadian. that fucking filthy Canadian was... He's a fucking, he keeps a loony or a toonie in his pocket or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> like, there's several episodes during that time that if you pay attention, you can pin what's happening on Eddington. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. I and I think shit. like when he finally comes out, he's like, you didn't even notice the things I was doing to sabotage you along the way. He does make that it, line. Dude, yeah. it's yeah. so great. It's so, like... Um, again, like, it's just very, like, proto-Battlestar, where, like, like they're introducing a character, and at first you're like, I don't really like this new guy. And, and like, there's, like, something off about him, right? But then, like, he's in enough episodes, and they sprinkle him in enough, and you're like, oh, this guy's alright. Like, he's, he's kind of funny. You know, like, he's, he's okay. Yeah, I just gotta get some and news then, to him. Yeah, and then, like, later they're like, just kidding, he's actually a fucking <laughs> Scooby-Doo villain, motherfucker! <laughs> we removed the mask, look at this! Yeah. And it's another Eddington? Oh, God. <laughs> it's Eddington, but he thinks he's Jean Valjean? Oh my it's gosh. Eddington in casual clothing? <laughs> it is not me who must intercede. I freaking... <laughs> oh, boy. It's the worst. I, I we have some live entertainment on this episode. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never read that book. <laughs> what is it? Man with the Iron Mask? No. no. <laughs> What is it? <laughs> Fucking, uh, what is the book called? It's, uh, it's it called, uh, it's called The Three Musketeers. Less Miserable. Yes. No, it's Less Miserable. Yeah, it's The Four Musketeers. Yeah, they call it The Three Musketeers, but there's like a lot of musketeers yeah, there's four in that of them, bitch. Right? What? There's, there's The Three Musketeers, and then there's, uh, The Little Mouse who thinks he's a musketeer. D'Artagnan. Oh my god, yes. From Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Oh yeah, fucking his little nephew, yeah. the little cousin, or yeah, nephew. Anyway, <laughs> before yeah, we take before one. we take a break, I do want to get through the opening of this episode. Okay, let's do it. Uh, we're we're gonna do this classic. I go through the episode. Uh, people don't tell me they hate it or love it, and I keep doing it. So cool. I'm glad they don't say that. I like it. I like the structure of the the show. I think it's good. Oh, thank you. That's why I'm on it. You're the first person to ever comment on me reading the episode's description. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, O'Brien and Bashir are chilling in Vic Fontaine's Hollow Sweet Club, and they're trying to get him to go into their fucking Boys Club Alamo program. They're on a date, right? They're definitely on a date. Yeah. Well, they don't date either. He's not dating his wife. She hates him. (laughs) (laughs) Why would he go with his wife on a date? He does straight up say that he likes Bashir better than his wife. Yeah. I've seen people react so weirdly to that where they're like, I don't like that. It's like, that's amazing. Like, that's That's the greatest storytelling. It's so perfect. (laughs) Like, are they mad that they said it out loud? Because that's how it is in the rest of the fucking show. They just don't say it. I've heard people get upset. I don't know why. I can't really... Same but she's a handsome that. man. Let Miles get some. Like for fuck. Yeah, it's true. Right? Like a lot of people ship Bashir and Garrick, and I understand. But I, I want O'Brien and Bashir to end up together. Well, you don't really have to ship them because they're already together. You know what That's I mean? True. They kind of do end up <laughs> together. True. Yeah. Uh, but Vic does not want to go to the Alamo, as anyone in their right mind uh, would right. not. 
Uh, he's like, Dalamo, more like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, classic Vic. That's why everybody loves Vic, his sharp wit. <laughs> he's got that way with voids. And he Vic. sings a Texas state of mind, and they all like giggle about it. It's clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and must be interesting to not have television, and this is fun to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the program flashes and resets, and he's getting booed off stage because there's like sexy ladies coming yeah. out. Yeah, and they the collectively sighs like, "Oh, thank God, we thought he was gonna sing Quote the whole unquote. song." <laughs> I can't stand watching people sing; it's so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like he stands on stage for far longer than I would have while people <laughs> boo him and women dance same, around him. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd have been like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but- <laughs> hang your head, dejected, walk yeah. on. He comes oh, well. down and he's like, "What's going on, fellers?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a gangster who you can tell is a gangster because he looks like a fucking gangster. Frankie Eyes. He's like, it's me, Frankie Eyes. Give me your club. Gobble just go. like South, just Gobble like South go. Philly, eh, Vic? Hey, Vic? Hey, Vicaroni. Uh, he he says he's he's bought the casino. His name is Frankie Eyes, and he yeah he bought the casino in the lounge. And Vic needs to get the fuck out, or he's gonna break his kneecaps and make him sleep with the fishes or whatever. Gonna give him concrete sandals. Uh, O'Brien tries to use the old uh, make the computer erase your enemies gambit. Does yeah. not work. Yeah, doesn't work. I love the techno babble he spouts too. He's like, "Oh, it must be the plot device thing." <laughs> like what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, like "Oh, the, the, the other character matrix." Like, what the fuck is that? That's not a real thing, O'Brien. It must be Come the on. reverse modulation in the character matrix. Yeah. All they had to do, all they had to do, was be like, "Fucking Quark's Hollow Suite." Exactly. Fuck these right? pieces of shit, right? <laughs> Well, O'Brien is an engineer, so he has to just spout bullshit all the time. Yeah, that's yeah, his job. Like, we get it. We see your uniform, buddy. <laughs> yeah. We know you're the guy who fixes everything but his marriage. <laughs> I was going to say, this is why Keiko doesn't like you. <laughs> Maybe if you spent less time at the fucking Alamo and more time raising your daughter, your marriage wouldn't be crumbling. <laughs> and your son now. He's got oh, two. Oh, yeah. Yo, Alamos for Alahose. Oh my god. <laughs> shirt it. That's all right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shirt it. Dude, that is a really great shirt. And it's them. Oh, yeah. And it's them. Yeah. And they're dressed <laughs> like in coonskin caps and they're like bro fisting in the middle. That's perfect. And they have phasers instead of muskets. Uh, <laughs> they want King to. Of the Wild Frontier. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Vic Fontaine's on the show. Gorley, hey you! Oh, Vic Fontaine is here. Maybe uh, <laughs> Samuel Clemens can be on the here. show. You goober! Oh shit! Everybody's fucking coming in. Hopefully, it's me, John Dyer. John and John Dyer too. Oh god, their Damn. robes are so big, y'all. I know you've never seen him before, but I'm telling you right now, massive robes. <laughs> oh, I like this new guy. Yeah, rub on those. Yeah, let's, let's get some rubbing going on, fellas. <laughs> All right, there it is. Okay, you can leave now. <laughs> <laughs> There's the lack of consent I was waiting for. All right, well they walk they walk out their fucking head down dejected. <laughs> uh, yeah, the they're like they're like it's it's broken. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real bad cut. Like I 
it's like a TV bad cut at the because like Cheech or whatever his name is, Chooch Cheech whatever. Yeah. He he like picks up Vic by the scruff of the collar or whatever, and it's like this really weird long like pause. There's a lot <laughs> of like, that. There's a lot of that throughout yeah. this episode where I feel like the the director. What is the note I said? Something about like how they're like amateurish because there's a lot of moments yeah. where it's like you know where like you have a little hang time so you can cut shit. Yeah, because you want to fade out. Yeah, right? and like, they totally just don't. And you just there's a lot of yeah. moments where you're just hanging out at at like weird angles and you're like oh, okay. you just just fade out, just fade out quicker, guy. Yeah. Just in, in Premiere Pro, you just shorten the little thing. Yeah, it's uh, a <laughs> vehar, vey harder and vey harder. <laughs> I like when it's a long to, cut. They hardly know how to direct. He should have fucking worked way harder at being a director. Is what he nice. should have done. Double oh, nice. Man. That was alley oop. That was good. <laughs> I get a tattoo on my arm. That was good. Uh, the new act that's replacing Vic is just uh, ladies in fishnets moving their legs back and forth. Yeah, they're like burlesque. Yeah, but like sorta. not even like like good burlesque. Like you know, like when I think of like Chicago, and you get like those yeah. good dances going. This is more like I don't know that one scene from Blazing Saddles. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, all right. Yeah, well, this is like eighteen twenty, right? So like they're like <laughs> yes, ankle. It is. Oh right, my fucking right. god! My Irish hard peener is so hard <laughs> from fucking these potatoes. I want to fuck a potato. I mean that girl's ankles. <laughs> fucking go Vic pick Fontaine's. up my five year old from the factory. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Vic Fontaine won't stop talking about how the train's gonna come into town soon. <laughs> the train's coming train and ride it <laughs> oh yeah uh, they, they need to figure out a way to fix this problem because they can't get rid of Frankie Eyes and his big stupid fucking idiot sidekick and <laughs> uh, they can't just erase it because it would also erase Vic because this is the worst coded video game of all time <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah again with the like it's if he Konami gets deleted experience. he's gone right like what the fuck like that doesn't make any sense like holograms I, operate like droids in Star Wars on the same <laughs> like the longer you yeah. leave it on the like more personality it gets but if you fucking yeah. reset it, it it's like murdering it and it's gone <laughs> it's forever like, yeah he's not gonna remember all the things that happened cause w- they don't have external hard drives in the fucking no. even though they century. do <laughs> even though they put fucking Moriarty in one <laughs> right I was gonna say it's true uh, rest in peace to that guy's sanity, am I right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're all Moriarty's. Oh, that's absolutely. It's, that's all the Matrix is. It's just we all get to be Mor- Moriarty's. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> you know? I'd take it. Yeah, that sounds fine to me, honestly. Uh, yeah. I thought, Leave me alone. don't you hate like Dickensian era, like England? <laughs> Who who doesn't hate who, Dickensian? Who would want to live in that <laughs> era, really? That's, that's oh, all, look at all the beautiful Sherlock coal is. dust. The coal oh, dust. I love walking in. down the street full of shit. It's my oh, man, the, dis- the disparity between the rich and poor is so vast. I love it. <laughs> uh, we still got that. That's Yeah, we live that. <laughs> oh, I just got sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, please welcome to the show My Neighbor's Chainsaw. My Neighbor's Chainsaw, everybody. I'm the fucking chainsaw. What do you, what do you have to say? <laughs> it's ver, ver, everybody. It's I heard it, but now I don't. 
Anyway, back up in ops, the crew members are not working. They're trying to figure <laughs> yeah. out how to save their friend, the hologram. And Worf is like, you guys are all cucks. <laughs> and Esri's like, <laughs> And Nog is like, I don't know what a cuck is, but I would fuck that guy in front of his wife. <laughs> <laughs> He's, Worf doesn't believe holograms are people, which is very Worf to do, except that his yeah. best friend was a robot, but whatever. Yeah, there's a big difference, I guess. I was going to say, robots aren't holograms, homie. They're totally different. That's true. You can touch uh, it, I, so it's different. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can, can touch, touch hologram. a hologram. Only inside the designated hologram touching areas. Ugh, now you sound like the doctor from Voyager. Just... <laughs> Well, maybe we're all inside of a designated hologram. Why would you say something so mean to me, ma'am? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, sweetie. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Come back. Come back. Uh, <laughs> but they're all like, you know, he's more than a program. He's our friend. And uh, yeah, Ezra, you've never met him. You've met him maybe like once. Back the fuck up. <laughs> Is Esri is friend. like the new friend that you get uh, you come back to college and like everyone's hanging out with a new friend and you're like who the fuck is this <laughs> asshole <laughs> like fucking like Nog has been through like real ass war and shit lost a leg and fucking yeah. had to get over that trauma and then Esri's just like ha I went in there once it was fun Esri's like I had to take finals last week <laughs> <laughs> I know what you've been through Nog I had to take finals oh my, it was that's, that's almost worse like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, like, I'm a counselor. The guy, the guy who uh, created the Hollow Sweet program that Vic is in uh, is named Felix, Felix and uh, yeah, they, his friend Felix. They really just sort of whip that at you. This dude named <laughs> Felix made it anyway. Moving on. No, I think they talk about it earlier. Yeah, I think they, that, they mentioned it before. Yeah, it's it's one they, of Bashir's friends like, we never meet. Yeah, he's like, oh, I got this new program from my friend Felix on the Lexington or whatever the fuck. My, ship my it friend is. Felix, he goes to a different school in Canada. Yeah, you don't, you don't know. know. He's a black cat. Yeah, you don't know. Haha, I guess that reverence. <laughs> you are the only a, one because that's is, is he Acadian? He's Acadian and he's black. That's cool. That's. <laughs> Uh, cool. so the idea is that <laughs> this is part of the program that'll activate when you get too comfortable. It's an Easter egg or a Jack in the Box. Jack in the box it's too boring. It. Like if your game gets too boring, then it'll yeah. and it sensed that he was singing that Alamo song and it was so fucking <laughs> yeah. boring. Exactly. It was so boring that it, like, it activated. Oh you you guys are fucking dweebs. We gotta rock this party up. Also, during the Alamo hologram program, uh, Bashir and uh, Miles flew through all the right uh, rings, yes. and it opened up the final. Uh, Andros boss of, <laughs> That was a long, long metaphor. That was good, it got though. there. That's all oh, that matters. I, I will <laughs> say, I do like... There are small bits of, like, Star Trek that I love where, like, we get little uh, colloquialisms. So the whole jack-in-the-box yeah. idea I thought was neat. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially because, like, unless it was, like, the director or the writers trying to be like, this might be a real thing, which, like, is totally not... Right, like Jack. I don't. I don't yeah. think Jack in the Boxes are a real. No, we called them Easter eggs. Easter eggs no, right? they, okay, okay. They, yeah. Jack in the Box really existed. It was like a box, and if you turn the crank. Well, okay, thanks. <laughs> All right, All right oh, listen, Grandpa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to walk fifteen miles to my Jack in the Box. I love my Jack in the Box. You open it up, you jerk off, and bam. 
it goes away. It goes away. <laughs> All your troubles go away inside the box. That's true. Your white frothy <laughs> troubles. <laughs> My ropey troubles are gone. <laughs> frothy. Wow. Uh, fro- you might need to go to that doctor, dude. Damn. You're definitely not frothy. supposed to mix it up with a fucking mixing spoon afterwards. Like, it's, it's fine. It's it not, looks it's like the cover like of... Cheese, Ma- you're fine. <laughs> That's true. It looks like the cover of Metallica's Load. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, there's that's a moment a, a here deal. where you learn what type of video game player Miles O'Brien is. Yeah. Because yeah. he immediately says, oh, I guess if we're going to shoot him dead, we need to use a weapon from 1962. <laughs> we got to use a 45, yeah. He's just he's yeah. just ready to get some shooting on. It's, it's O'Brien. <laughs> he's like, we could just kill him, he's which like, is great. So you want to kill a member of the mob, because that always turns out great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Start a mob war. <laughs> the Irish mob come in. <laughs> uh, everyone in it's this episode me, is Mickey Italian. Frankie eyes. <laughs> like just by fucking proximity, everyone in this episode becomes Italian. Don't pretend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're all doing that weird middle finger where they swipe the bottom of their chin, like whatever that fucking shit means. You know. <laughs> You know, I'm doing it right now. Can you see it? Yeah, I see I it. Just, so. I was hey, actually hey, doing it. You. you said it, and I was like, can I imitate? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hey, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. They're all doing that. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck. Oh, goo. Fuck you. <laughs> Got a couple goo. Pasta fagoo. Yeah, um. yeah, exactly. Uh, so they can't fucking shoot him, because if you kill him, like, Vic will get murdered, and sure, uh, we can't save his shit, so he'll just die. Cisco walks out and he's like, "What's everybody talking about?" <laughs> like he wasn't watching on a monitor, and they're all like, "Oh, we're talking about Vic. Like it's uh, it's weird. You don't know about his situation. He's yeah. he's in real trouble. We need to figure out a way to help him." And Cisco's like, "Huh? How about you guys do some real fucking work around I love here? It yeah. So much. You oh got time God, so to big. lean. You got time to clean." <laughs> Oh shit! I love it. He just walks away. Just like it's like a drop the mic moment. He's oh like, yeah! Fuck yep. y'all, get to work, and then juices. <laughs> That's good leadership though, too, because he's like tells them to get back to work, and then he just leaves them alone. He doesn't sit there and be. It's not. It's not weird. No, he knows you know? that they will. He's got yeah. the fucking. He's got well, they power. better. I would not. I but, would not disobey but, that man for the life of no me. Way. He's got big hands. He might blow my planet up. Yeah, it's true. He might, he might gas my planet. I'm fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. I live there. Uh, I've lost enough hair. He will gas my planet. So, <laughs> Yeah, definitely. He would look at my head and be like, Motherfucking Lacutus. <laughs> uh, Cisco and Cassidy are having a, a quiet romantic dinner in uh, mm-hmm. Cisco's quarters. And she's like, Ah, your dad, your Gadisco would be so proud of you. And he's <laughs> like, I'm the disco now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, she's like, uh, "So I can't believe Vic is in this problem." And Cisco's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah, he's like, "Oh my god, here we go." Yeah, he gets all tense. His shoulders like rise up a little bit. Yeah, and, she's yeah, like, and he's like, "Let's change the subject." Did I ever tell you about the time I uh, tricked the Romulans into joining the war? <laughs> and he sits back and he's like, "Wait, I probably shouldn't tell." Well, <laughs> never mind. 
Like, you want to go back to that time you were helping out the marquee? Can we do that? Yeah, remember that time you got arrested and sent to jail for a year? Uh, those in glass houses don't throw stones, we learned. <laughs> but he keeps trying to change the subject, and she's like, look, I, I just don't know why you don't love and cherish Vic like I do. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, look, uh, just drop it. And she's like, you know, I can't figure you out. He does his little flirty thing. He's like, you know, maybe that's yeah. part of the attraction. And she yeah. fucking shuts him down. I love yeah, so that's hard. Why- that's why she's great, it man. Is. She she's like, you go ahead and tell yourself that. Yeah. <laughs> she's like the per- perfect compliment to his bullshit. Right? Yeah. She's like, I oh, I love yeah. it because he's sitting there and he, he does yeah. that, you know, like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna act like my toxic masculinity is something to be appreciated. <laughs> right. She's like, oh, right. fuck that noise. And I'm like, get uh, it, Cassidy. No. She's like, yeah, you yeah. tell yourself that. That's God, fine. She's so good. But like that's what you, that's what like you need, right? Because like Cisco's like a lion, right? Like he just he's in charge yeah. all the time and he's like top dog. So like her not handling his shit is oh it's perfect. It's great. She's she's like the she's the better Jennifer. Jennifer was like, oh, I just love you. <laughs> and she's like, I'm dealing with your shit. I'm getting yeah, new man. Cassidy's like, man, like if you're gonna be with me, you're gonna be able to take some shit, man. You mm-hmm. know? I like it. She's got other options. She's got her own fucking spaceship. She can go get dick anywhere in the galaxy. Yeah. It doesn't she matter. Can go get <laughs> yeah, if she wants to stop on by fucking I mean, on, Dick. not to spoil the whole series, but he's gone now. So, like, come on my place. I'm, I'm yeah. here. Come on over to Bams. <laughs> is he, though? Is he? is he? Is he not everywhere within us at all times? He's in us. <laughs> he can he, be in I'd, me. Yeah, I'd like him to be in me, right? Right, yeah. fellas? <laughs> that's oh, that why we all put on. <laughs> so we all got those dental dams. That's why we all put dental dams in our butts. <laughs> Yeah, it went quiet for a little bit because I was inserting, but we're fine. We're good now. <laughs> Yo, who the fuck is using a dental dam? I'm just saying this right now. Come on. <laughs> I don't know, man. You gotta be like, real afraid of stuff down there. Have you use ever used it? I have never in my life even thought about that. This is the longest we've gone without a commercial break <laughs> in the history of this show. We've got an important Hopefully, commercial to come up too, right? So absolutely. Get to it. Uh, yeah, this is not only Bam's uh, cards and casinos collection time. It is also Trek Boy Pride Pledge Month, <laughs> and it's time for you motherfuckers to put your money where your mouth is. You want that beautiful <laughs> utopian future where we're all equal? We all get to touch the stars together. Well, uh, there's a big fucking roadblock in the way of that, and it's the way that this country and this world. Uh, treats LGBTQ plus people. If you want to make a difference, head on over to M Class Podcasts Patreon. That's patreon.com slash M Class Podcast and donate money. Anything over $750, Captain Desrath, the true hero of this month, is going to be donating directly to the Trevor Project, an incredible program full of amazing people who run a suicide prevention hotline for LGBTQ plus people. Uh, text version, uh, email version of that, and uh, they're an incredible resource that we need in this world. And at the end of the month, Josh and I are going to donate big old fucking sums to it as well. Hell yeah. Yeah, baby. So uh, there's probably going to be a commercial that reiterates all that. During this commercial break, leave it running. <laughs> See if you can go to patreon.com slash podcast, up your donation, add a donation before the commercial's over. Do it. 
Woo. I've already given 200 bucks. Where are you at? Yeah, this dude Whoa! is fucking crazy. That's insane. This, is, this shit's super important to me, man. Yes, like, it is. Yeah. No, we're really, we're really, like, Jeff and I only do ads for things we really like, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and things like, that this we, is... like, really believe in or really love. And this is the number one yeah. thing. Before we even did ads, we did this because we believe yeah. so fucking hard in it. Yeah, it's cool. It's a really good cause. Uh, so become a true Trek boy. If you're not part of the Patreon, you are a false Trek boy, a false idol, which wow. worship of will send you straight to Trek hell. Wow. So, the truth. Don't be a don't be a Paul Wraith. You're gonna go get sent to Grethor. <laughs> uh, if you're not a Trek boy, then you're a Trek bigot. So head on over to Patreon.com/slash/InClassPodcast. <laughs> Trek bigot. And take part in the Trek Boy Pride Pledge Drive. Uh, we'll be right back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. This is not about Vic Fontaine. And what is your problem? You want to know. You really want to know what my problem is? I'll tell you. Las Vegas, 1962, that's my problem. In 1962, black people weren't very welcome there. Oh, sure, they could be performers or janitors, but customers never. Maybe that's the way it was in the real Vegas, but that is not the way it is at Vicks. I have never felt uncomfortable there, and neither has Jake. But don't you see? That's the lie. In 1962, the civil rights movement was still in its infancy. It wasn't an easy time for our people, and I'm not going to pretend that it was. Baby, I know that Vix isn't a totally accurate representation of the way things were, but it is meant to be. It shows us the way things could have been, the way they should have been. We cannot ignore the truth about the past. Going to Vix isn't going to make us forget who we are or where we came from. What it does is reminds us that we are no longer bound by any limitations, except the ones we impose on ourselves. Oh, welcome back, cadets and captains, from those very important messages. Uh, again, mm-hmm. head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. Do we... Uh, if you don't want to give us any money, if you want to just go around us, uh, that's perfectly okay. You mm-hmm. can head to thereicontributed.com and donate directly to the Trevor Project. Uh, if you want to be counted amongst the total of uh, dollary dues that we end up that ends up coming from M Class to the Trevor Project, you can put in the little note area that it is from first name M Class, last name Podcast. Yeah. Uh, my my dad is Mr. Podcast. <laughs> Call me M. I I forgot whether we canonized that Picard was like our father or something. So today's Picard know. Day, so I was like, maybe he's our dad. I don't remember. Oh, today's Picard Day. Yeah. Uh, what, did they say the date in the show? Uh, apparently, since everyone was up. talking about it. <laughs> everyone else seems to just uh, kind of figured it out, so maybe. They figure out the start. Of, oh, maybe it's the day the episode came out. That it's probably the day the episode came out. Yeah, that makes sense. It's all good. Happy English Frenchman Day. Yes. What is that? <laughs> Picard. Oh, he's Picard an English Frenchman. <laughs> <laughs> also, I do want to I want to take a, a one note back to the, uh, uh, the Trevor Foundation thing. Um, that, uh, you know, if you give money, you know, to the Patreon, 
then that money, <laughs> that's going to force Desroth to pay stuff. And so that's what I'm all about, right? Yeah, so force... let's, let's bleed Desroth yeah. dry with that thousand bucks that he promised. <laughs> oh, yeah. You force Desroth directly into the poorhouse for the yep. betterment of LGBTQ folks. Fuck it, yeah. <laughs> let's show him our love by making him poorer. Let's. <laughs> and the more uh, Desroth donates at the end of the month, the uh, bigger our lump sums will be that we donate. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, now is the time to pour- force us into the poorhouse as Hell well. Yay! <laughs> Don't uh, gotta force me. I'm already there, I was baby. Say, I was like, man, I can barely afford shoes. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> new shoes are a thing of the past. It's all about old shoes. Oh, shit. I haven't bought new shoes in years. I just realized. Okay. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> Summer's the time to be homeless. It's fine. Uh, you don't need shoes in the summer. I don't. Back in Star Trek land. <laughs> <laughs> in the summertime where the shoes are gone. Oh, yeah, good song. Those are the lyrics, too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, Brian and Bashir go to Vic's hotel room in the Hollow Suite, and they find that Vic got roughed up. Oh, He's yeah. like, I got hit with a baseball <laughs> at practice. <laughs> I'm like an abused wife over here. Nothing happened. Don't worry I about it. I walked into a doorknob. <laughs> it's my fault. I deserved it. Uh, apparently, the reason why Frankie Two Eyes or what the fuck ever is mad Frankenstein's? at Frankenstein's. Let's call him Frankenstein's. Frankenstein's awesome. eyes. I love that. <laughs> Frankenstein's. Frankenstein's. <laughs> Al Frankenstein. <laughs> the reason why he hates Vic is because Vic beat him at stickball. When yeah, they were kids. back in South Philadelphia. Uh, Stickball capital of Philadelphia. <laughs> O'Brien and Bashir are like, look, don't worry, we got this. Yeah, we're gonna figure it out. And uh, Kira and Odo show up, and Kira looking fine. Oh Always. my god! Always looking fine. Absolutely. Oh. Uh, they um, they head into the club, and it's just full of all types of fucking gabagoo. <laughs> and but Odo is like. Oh, what is this? Like, he's, like, horny for the naked yeah, he's, ladies? he's got the horn in a big fucking way in this episode. It's weird. Like, he, Odo goes from being Odo to, like, a child? Like, a 13-year-old child? He's like, uh, boobies. He's like, uh, I got the touch of boobie. Yeah, I... <laughs> I wasn't sure what that was about, but I liked the way Nerese went about it. Nerese was like, go ahead, look, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know you like, coming yeah. home to me. You're good. I'm look like, oh, hell touch. yeah. Look at that. Yeah, because they did the Princess Hollow Suite program, so, like, whatever. Everyone's just fucking holograms. I, my favorite part of this future is the sexual liberation. Can we just yeah. throw this out yeah. here right oh, now? Yeah. No, that's one of my favorite parts, too. Yeah. I love it. Like, it's so anti-now. And just, you know. Yeah, very yeah. much so. There's such a I heard there's full-blown hollow... Yeah, oh yeah. It, like, There's full blown hollow programs of Batman eating pussy in this time. So. <laughs> uh, I think DC sent a cease and desist on that one. Oh my god! Oh That's my time and space. <laughs> that joke will be evergreen forever. I think it will. I think this is just the new. This is new Batman now. Yeah, I don't yeah. think Batman. they're ever gonna let Batman eat the cat. I don't think that's <laughs> gonna happen. Crude, tongueless Batman. Yeah, he has. Like, there was a comic last year where they showed Batman's donger and he doesn't go down. That's like where you're drawing the line. 
It's so fucked up, man. It's so <laughs> stupid. Part of me thinks this is one of those corporate things that are like, we need to get people talking about stuff. Let's make a controversy. Could be. Mm-hmm. I'm a conspiracy theorist about that. You're, uh, yeah, just about that, though. Anyway. Yeah, just um, about that. <laughs> until it's the next thing. Yeah, Odo sees the ladies who move their legs left and right, and he's like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, I, I still don't get it, though. Is it like, I think the idea is supposed to be like, no, no, it's just debauchery, right? It's just the, oh, I've, I've yeah. never seen a leg before. It's yeah, like, I've never dude, seen are, legs move. It's like, dude, you are you are literally, like, <laughs> your romantic partner is a dominatrix, because let's be real, that's what Kira do. So, yes. like, you're, you're also, like, a fucking uh, Japanese tentacle monster, if you want to be. Like, you, you know right. you've done some freaky-ass shit. Don't pretend. Oh, you sure. turned into With a Gunji jackdaw during sex, man. <laughs> Gunji Jackdaw with a tuna can dick. <laughs> Just a full Gunji chode. Gunji <laughs> Jack Jack off doll. Oh, there it is. There, there it go. is. <laughs> uh, but, like, while Odo is staring at the legs moving, uh, although there's, like, a really, like, stupid clever like, kind of clever kind of stupid moment where like odo just sits down next to a bunch of gangsters and just I starts laughing that. at their jokes there, yeah there was another moment where i thought it was going to be um like more of the the directing style where it's just like uh awkward lingering you know yeah but it was actually really fun it got it tickled me a little bit watching odo be like ah, yeah i'm one of you right and like <laughs> yeah okay. he turns into a cop odo he's, <laughs> he's like i'm undercover he's it's like exactly he like snaps it, out of it though. you're so he's right like, He's like, there's plenty of time to look at pictures of ankles later. Or <laughs> it's free here. I can fucking, I gotta focus, focus. Yeah, I gotta have a job to do. I can't be distracted by those sexy kanks. Yeah, old stretch. Oh, those sexy kanks. <laughs> if you, listen, if you don't find kanks sexy, I don't know what's wrong with you. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm just saying. <laughs> Kira, like Kira, knows that she's unbelievably hot, so she knows she that Frankie Two Eyes or whatever is gonna yeah. come over there. She's a honeypot, man. Yo, it's so that's real. what she is, and he I, does. I I wanna, and I don't know if it's because of my like uh, absolutely unhealthy obsession with Nana Visitor or what, mm-hmm, but the moment mm-hmm. fucking Frankie Frankenstein over here. Fucking starts Frankenberry. Like, Call him yeah. Frankenberry now. You start do pulling that shit with Kira. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna knock you out. Like you fucking yeah. off my Kira. Well, don't touch my woman. He fucking <laughs> stole Vic's casino, and now he's hitting on my lady. And like, not good hitting on. It's not good flirting. It's bad no. flirting. He's it's really like, mob treat her like a queen, you bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's mob flirting where he's like. Yo, make sure she wins so she sucks my pee pee. Yeah, I'm gonna fight over to the he's seven like, fishes. <laughs> He comes out and he's yeah. like, hey, bitch, let me get in that ass. Yeah, he's like, you wearing a dental dam, you will be. And I- <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, your game is rusty, dude. Yeah, and I don't know if it's the actor or what, because like they, they do this cool quip thing. And you can totally tell that Kira's pulling from the uh, Our Man Bashir episode. Yes. Where she's like being seductive yes. and like real quick-witted, right? So, it's that flirting. It's that 1960s flirting where everything is like uh, they do it in Indiana Jones a bunch, right? Like everything's a little bit of a double entendre. Yeah, it's, it's everything. Yeah, it's very clever. It's yeah. all yeah, double entendres and negging is like yep. 1960s. Yep. Yep. Negging. Yep. Yeah, he's for sure. He's like, you know, you'd be prettier if you smiled more, bitch. You know, <laughs> he's like, I don't even know if you can read, and she's like, I can read. 
<laughs> he's like, oh, my penis hard. And he's like, damn. <laughs> ankles that can read shit. I love, I love the actor who plays uh, the um, uh, the guy dealing the cards. The dealer? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. His little mustache. And the way... I don't know what it... It just reminds me of Luigi. And I just... <laughs> all I can think oh, of from, is. like, the Mar- the DS games. Where exactly, had, like, exactly. The, he's, like, the casino dealer. That's perfect. <laughs> it was Luigi. I was laughing so because he's just sitting there like, oh, God, this dick again. <laughs> well, he knows he has to pull a card, but he can't... He doesn't know what card's going right, to get pulled, like, right? Right, fucking psychic. And Frankenstein is like, yo, yo, beginning to aggravate me. <laughs> it's like this dude's a fucking dealer. He doesn't. He doesn't I don't count cards. Make the cards say yeah. what they say, sir. What are you? This is your casino, about? man. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> fucking Cheech, the muscle is like in love with Odo because Odo can stretch his arm and pick up a glass. Yo, he does yeah. uh, the 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 arm trick. <laughs> <laughs> so good. But uh, this, like, Cheech is like the fucking worst wing sidekick bad guy ever because he's straight up just like, oh yeah, Frankie's just upon a Zemo. Yeah, Baron Zemo's in this episode, played by a corpse. Someone's grandpa that they got. (laughs) They filled up with Viagra steroids to to fucking. These are like gangsters from like TV and shit. He looks like, like he looks like Frankie Eyes' dad. That's what they I look thought. Related. I thought they got the actor's grandpa and they filled him up with fucking Viagra and steroids to be like, "Hey, yeah. you can walk now. Get out of the wheelchair and act like a fucking mob." And he's like, "I yeah, am a fucking just, mob. <laughs> I am a fucking mob." They just Teddy Ruxpin the fucking crib keeper. They put a tape in him and they were like, "Italian stereotypes." Oh. Side oh A. My God, that was the worst time to take a sip. Oh my God, <laughs> Teddy Ruxpin got me so good. Oh my God, it's me, the oh. crib keeper. But also, I'm a robot. <laughs> like, you can see a fly on his eyeball at a certain point. This dude is dead. No way, like, come dream with me tonight. <laughs> Except with him, it would be, come dream with me tonight. Dude, I did so bad because he was trying his hardest to talk, and I was like, yeah. just don't. That dude <laughs> was like 109 years old. He's the oldest guy on TV. <laughs> He's got the ladies on either side of him so that they can carry him, honestly. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. There's, there's actually a stool behind him at, like, all times. <laughs> like, a piece of wood nailed the He's leaning against. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, they, the gang all heads back to Vic's room, and Cassidy and Esri are there this time as well. And they're like, we need to figure out how to take down Frankie Eyes. And they're like, I got a plan. Let's just do Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> and they're like, sure, that sounds great. Yeah, right. isn't, that a, isn't that a little bit on the nose? Nah, I, I, nah, nah, nah. I, yeah. I did like it because this is where we get the parallel to like why they brought up the Alamo like at all, right? The idea right. that they're going into like this losing situation and fucking it makes O'Brien harder than a fucking. Like <laughs> cinder block because oh, yeah, yeah. he's like, oh shit, we're about to a no win situation. Count yeah, me I love it. He's full mast. And he's this like, scene. not only do I have a no win situation in my real life with my marriage and the war I'm fighting, <laughs> <laughs> but my entertainment is all me getting my ass handed to me. It's, oh my god. Also, <laughs> just to you two gents, I want to say good luck when uh, the O'Brien torture collection eventually wins. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Man. <laughs> It's oh gonna, god! Like, good luck. 
They're gonna this have one to could find be in it. Two new fucking replacement <laughs> hosts, because that's be the end it. of us. This could be the ep- they could show this one again because he gets fucking like fingered in the beehole hole at the that's end of this true. episode. That's true. I forgot. I I love this strip scene. That's so funny. It's like, of course he would. Poor O'Brien. Of course, he's just like the fall guy. He's like, oh. <laughs> don't want to talk about it. He liked it. You know they use three fingers. Oh, yeah. Three fingers deep. That's why they call him Three Fingers Cheech. Because, <laughs> well, you know, O'Brien himself is the potato, so they needed an Irish man who's harder than hell <laughs> to drill right through yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Bashir's been in there, and he's a superhuman, so they had to use three fingers anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they're going to rob the casino uh, so that they uh, the eyeball man won't be able to pay Zemo his payoff money. Right, because yeah, Zemo's skimming off the top, right? Yeah, yeah well, Z- yeah, Zemo's like the the boss, right? I don't know how the mob works. <laughs> You're Irish, you should. I'm Yeah, Irish mob's different. Irish <laughs> mob's just like, let's get drunk and blow up stuff. That's the Irish mob, mob is... That mob. <laughs> yeah. The Irish mob is whoever's the palest and the most red-haired is the leader. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's it's a great situation for me. <laughs> yeah, Josh is next in line actually to become the yeah. the Irish John, whatever uh, that to was. be the top is in the charge McDon. now. So. To be the McDon. The McDon. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that really goes funny, bone. Uh, the- Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> it's cool. McDonald's. That's where that comes from. Oh yeah. my god! They Think about it. They're in oh control. shit! You're right. Think about it. Uh, so they they come Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. up with a plan <laughs> to knock over. Well, now we got to pay them. They come up with a plan <laughs> to knock over the casino, and we get it played out piece by piece. The whole idea, you know. I guess you guys watched the fucking episode. You know what the idea is. Yeah, there's distractions, and Kira's gonna flirt with them, and everyone's got their part. Yeah, Ferengi's got a Ferengi. Use your ears to open the safe. You yeah, know how Ferengi, it works, of yeah. course, of course. Mm-hmm. He's a janitor, but then he's not. He's like, Odo's the, gotta uh, be a bag. I have a note. I yeah, have a note that's like, of course Odo is the bag, for fuck's sake. <laughs> he evolves, though. He's also Odo and a bag at one point. <laughs> God, he's next level. Where does the bag end and Odo begin. Oh my god. Good old stretch. Oh, they lay a little bit of uh, foundation before we see how things are gonna go, actually. Yeah. Um, they get Ezri a job as a, uh, a cocktail waitress, which is like, you're running a little bit of a risk introducing a, a sexy young girl who just moved into town with stars in her eyes to a mobster? Saying yeah, she but, wants a job, but that's like that's like classic. That it, of course it's gonna work, right? Because Cheech sees her and he's like, "Oh my god, my Italian sausage dick." I, I also love that scene because like <laughs> that's where he fucking uh, chews out the um, the cook for making uh, the cheesesteak. Yeah, a cheesesteak. Yeah. He's like, "Yeah," he's like, "Man, I feel like it's tough around here." And I was like, "Dude, just go to a Wawa. What the fuck's your problem?" Yeah. <laughs> Get fucking Wawa holodeck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wit whiz, baby. Come on. <laughs> but fucking he gets onions. So, he gets so angry about it, and then he turns around. He's like, "Oh, a dame!" And it's like, "Oh, of course." Yeah, he's like, "Eat this cheesesteak, you fuck!" And then he's like, "Oh, you're hired. Can you make a pizza?" 
Yeah, give me a pizza pie. Did you forget I'm Italian? Give me a pizza. And she doesn't know what a pizza is. She's like, uh, maybe the chef could make you one. And he's like, fuck that guy. I hate him. He pizza's bad. (laughs) He couldn't make a pizza if he was a pizza guy. He made a pizza. (laughs) He couldn't make a pizza for the Mario Brothers. You know what I'm saying? He couldn't make a pizza if he was Pizza the Hut. (laughs) Oh, no. I am poo in my pants. Uh, all you need to do now to make me fucking lose it is reference Ani Donna. It's fucking <laughs> so, sad. Listen, I'm so glad because I've been trying to get my friends to watch it, and it's just a little too much for them. You know, I'm a little no, too much for most of them. So then, perfect. like Ani Donna is just another step ahead. Oh yeah. no, oh, man! I am make another poo in the pain. I love it. I love my favorite part of that scene is where like he looks <laughs> like he's chasing him in the circle and he looks over to the camera like oh oh by the way laughing at himself it's so yeah. good oh my god oh <laughs> no he's like I think I think I'm gonna go I think I'm gonna go no don't leave me <laughs> get into my slip stream <laughs> uh, anyway sorry. Vic needs to get a job back at the lounge and he fucking uh-huh. begs Frankie and Kira Ew. does this like really fucking clever thing where she's yeah. she's like make him stop whining just give him what he wants daddy make him stop whining <laughs> she, he's like she's like full blown fucking past de la huerta and fucking uh, boardwalk empire <laughs> Jesus daddy uh, Cassidy and Cisco are chilling again, and Cisco's like, "Fucking, he's tired of this. Oh, I love he's this he's tired of hearing so about this shit." Yeah, and Cassidy's like, "Look, you would help a friend in need if your friend was in need, right?" Mm-hmm. And uh, like that placebo like, song. He's like, "Look, I don't care about Vic Fontaine. I got nothing against Vic Fontaine." And she's like, "Well, what's your fucking boggle then? <laughs> what's your boggle?" And this is when we get that great scene where Cisco says, you know, uh, that's not what Las Vegas in 1962 was like for black yeah. people. Like, there was no integration. Like, you could work there as an entertainer or a janitor, but right. if you walked through that front door as a guest, you were never going to be let in. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a make-believe. And mm-hmm. Cassidy, kind of, like, I don't know, Cassidy is like the other side of that where she's like, no, it's... Like, we're not going to forget about, like, the things that happened to us. Yes. Like, it's, I, if I, if I can, like, this scene yeah. is super important. Um, and it was important for me, too, like, watching it uh, when I was, like, a teenager, I think, is when yeah. I started rewatching uh, Deep Space Nine. And so, like, I'm a huge fan of Westerns, right? If you mm-hmm. don't know, like, I, I, I'm Tististas, which is, or, or Cheyenne in white people language. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, so, like, I, we have a, a a complex relationship, right? Right. With yes. being Native American and enjoying westerns, and this scene I think really helped me in that, like, there it is more nuanced, right? And I'm not speaking like I'm not a monolith, right? right? I don't represent all natives, exactly, but, exactly. But I like for me and my family, right? Like Cassidy's point was was real important because I love westerns. I do. Yeah. I actually adore westerns, and uh, and I totally would understand, right? Like certain Native Americans who can't get into that. Um, because right. sometimes uh, that chip in the shoulder is a little too close to home, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. but she's actually she's absolutely right. That that point of like, listen, like we can't forget that shit because right. like it was way too big and it was way too important. But you know, indulging in this fantasy, uh, you know, once in a while isn't harmful. And if anything, it does make you kind of see like where we could go, right? Yeah. Um, or, or where they are at. I suppose, They're talking right? about Star Trek. 
Like, this scene is them talking about Star That's Trek. exactly it, right? Like, and, and that always, like, I always have that hope, right? Where it's like, I, you know, um, when it comes to, like, fantasy or any kind of, like, form of escapism, at that point, the rules of reality, you can just drop them the fuck out. You right. know what I mean? Like, and uh, sure, have have a Native American fucking singing songs with a white person, because in that reality, white people aren't awful, like this reality. Sure. True. <laughs> so, no, exa- exactly. exactly. Yeah, and it's, so I, I love that, and I, I love I love it, too, because, like, this, to me, is Star Trek, right? This is where we get a point where we have these two very logical, very uh, practical opinions, and they're both valid, and it doesn't try to yeah. invalidate either of them. And it also doesn't try to both sides them, right? It doesn't try yeah, to be they, like... Yeah, they both give and take a little bit, too. Exactly, like, exactly. Like, Cisco sits down, and he's like... he Instead of, like, getting pissed off and digging his heels in and doubling down he's like you know what like i love cassidy and like you know maybe maybe she makes a okay point and like mm-hmm. i think at the same time cassidy's like look like this is how uh i feel and like i under- i totally understand how you feel it's very yeah, mature yeah. She there's, there's a level like, of maturity oh, for sure yeah 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 it, it is it is very mature and it's uh, yeah, so I this is this is like my favorite and part of the reason like this whole collection exists is for this scene and then the end of this episode. Um, yeah, because I yeah. I absolutely adored those two pieces of just all of Star Trek. Right, we could do a whole podcast just on this scene, honestly. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, like for real, or, or just holodecks in general, and like the yeah. representation of uh, escapism in a in a future context, right? And I yeah, because you you could talk like I mean like it, you could pick any time period up until now, even like things aren't great <laughs> now. Like, like we could be like, oh, uh, we have to save Vic Fontaine's uh, Wawa franchise or Starbucks <laughs> franchise, <laughs> and, and, Picard, and, uh, and Cisco could be like, I don't know, black people were treated too well back then. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, it's so real, and, and Cassidy. And, Cassidy comes up with like sort of like an incredible point that sort of shapes the way Cisco comes at the situation from then on in that these holodeck programs don't exist as a slice of history that we're supposed right. to live and think is real right mm-hmm. but as a view into how things should have been right they're they're more like video games like like you, you don't play like Red Dead because you're like, I want to be a real cowboy. You want to play Red Dead because you want to goof around as a cowboy, yeah, you right? Want like the romanticization, yes. romanticization. And and yes. I get where like sometimes like that can be problematic if that if sure you know there are there are idiots out there you know who who experience that romanticized aspect of life right in either some kind of. A movie or game, and then they attribute that to real life because they're fucking morons. And I get that. Oh, just yeah. like with Star Trek, people who comment on our podcast that are like, "You guys are fucking liberals." It's like, uh, are you a fucking Star Trek fan? Right. Like, <laughs> like, what show are you fucking like, watching? What the, the hell Enterprise? are you talking they about? Only have watched Enterprise. I bet you. <laughs> maybe, maybe. maybe. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. As Americans, all of us have complicated histories with yes. with American history. It's very complicated and dirty. And yeah, it, coming coming to that conclusion as like a white person is just as important, you know, for us to be like, look, like I totally understand why you know somebody who's Native American maybe wouldn't want to watch a fucking western, right? 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 Like, I get it, and. But I, I do I do like that you know Star Trek is also commenting on itself too like like look like this is the way 
we want it to be, and it's up to us to make it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we have a complicated relationship with escapism. Yes, as, just we as do. human beings. Yeah, and, and, and I think this is sort of a, a commentary on not letting yourself believe the escapism worlds we create right. for ourselves in right. reality. Ground, ground yourself right. in reality, but imagination's important. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And yeah. I, I love that. That's what, what, you know, when we look at like maturity, maturity is like that, is addressing that complexity, that nuance, right? And I, uh, I'm i a big fan of this show because it, it likes to do that, where it likes to, it doesn't just boil it down to black and white or freaking and even like like just simple gradient right it's like man this is complex and there are no real answers and we're just kind of feeling it out and and so you know and and i honestly want to say um this is all theory of course but like i want to say like this is probably something i feel like avery brooks brought up himself because avery brooks was a huge yeah like uh you know he's a beatnik for sure right yeah and i just i can see him being the one to bring this up to the writers or something Yes, like, yeah. he did. That is a hundred percent true, actually. Oh, awesome. like that's that's in the notes for this episode. Is that uh, Avery Brooks uh, brought uh, like after the Arman Bashir episode uh, when they started doing Vic Fontaine like a couple seasons later? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he brought to their attention that he did not want Cisco to take part in any Vic Fontaine stuff. Yeah. And he sat down and had a conversation with them, and the sort of back and forth ended up in this episode's characterization of him and, like, how he comes mm-hmm. to understand Cassidy's point of view. I, right. I, I think that's beautiful. I love I love that, like, oh, that's, that's when writing is good, right? When, like, real life influences, right? Like, yeah. yeah. These probably, assuming white male writers, talked to, you know this very intelligent black man and they learned a thing or two. And I, yeah. I hope maybe too, that they also influenced Avery's opinion on how like, uh, hollow sweets work or whatever, right? Like learning right. from each other and progressing. Oh, beautiful. Love it. it. Star Trek is all about like the characters, like extending out of themselves. Like it's never like, like now star, like, like this, I, I, I don't know. I hate the shit on discovery, but like now Star Trek is like, emotions and i feel this way and i'm right yes right it's, it's very it's like uh i don't want to say simplified might be the right word but i i, I feel like it is right it's simplified it's, it's simple it's, yeah yeah and, and 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 old star trek old star trek right <laughs> it's like it's like the, you could see that these characters are experiencing life differently like because they're more evolved like they're better right, people right. like <laughs> they're not they're not just like my feelings are who I am. They're like, why am I feeling this way? Right. There's, there's like a frustration uh, that a lot of fans have, not just us, with like the newer series because um, I don't think the utopia is a dirty word. Yeah, I don't. I don't and I don't. Utopia. I don't think that you, uh, utopia is a word that denies the ability to create dramatic television because we right. have proof of that. Right. You could even press against that concept and challenge it like Deep Space Nine does. Right. Mm-hmm. As, and without breaking it and with allowing it to still not be a dirty word that you fight against. And um, the newer Star Trek seems to have lost the idea that we've changed at all yeah, over it, this the long history of I, Star Trek. I, I really believe it's this corporate narrative that yeah. we're, we're being told that like well, it just is this way. It's never going to be better. And it's like, well, who benefits from that, right? Like Corporations. Corporations. Yeah, the people who are already yeah. in power. Exactly. 
And, like that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I I hate that shit so much. But like, like and I, I don't want to diatribe any further than we already have, right? But like, there is there's nothing that like gets me more steamed than the idea that like um, that like I, that utopian uh, concept is like childish, right? Yeah, uh, it's. I, and like a lot of people, are like oh well, it's it's not adult enough. We need to sell adult things to adult people because that's what makes us money. And it's like, man, fuck you! Like, there's nothing more adult than people learning to work their shit out with each right. other. You know what I mean? That's what yeah, adults. It, it's funny how the adult concepts now are the more childish concepts. Yeah, for real. Oh, yeah, it's and it's like aggravating as fuck. That like, can't we just have one utopian? series like so like, one? Been, i was thinking about it i can't name you one that wasn't star trek yeah star trek was it yeah. and they got rid of that now like the future is just as dystopian as the present yep cool that, <laughs> like if that doesn't say anything about our goddamn species i don't know what does yeah we're just constantly being told like you're being ide- i mean i was told that my whole life like oh you're too idealistic and absolutely it's like, but like you're naive. How do, how do things change? Yeah, you're naive. It's like yes. Well, nothing's ever gonna change then if I'm naive. Cool. And that's what they want, right? They don't they exactly. want status quo because it's comfortable. Exactly. And, and yep. when they're uncomfortable because they're all goddamn cowards, they yep. you know, like they but you don't change, right? If you don't if you don't uh like a, like you have to have an epiphany in order to grow, and epiphanies are chaotic, they are violent. You know, the yes. bubble bursts so to speak. Right. And if you, so like these people are literally keeping themselves from having an epiphany because they're trying to, they're terrified from learned helplessness of that, uh, oh, yeah. of that chaotic aspect it's of perfect. Perfectly said. Yes. Yeah. It's just fucking, and that, that shit like boggles. My mind. And it, uh, unfortunately for our species, right. The, the only way that's going to happen, right. Is when you, when you keep kind of, it's like a pimple, right. You just keep ignoring it and eventually just gets bigger and bigger. And it's going to pop well, that's, on its That's kind of what happened last year. Right. And, and, exactly. And now we're kind of like, going back to normal and i'm like this fucking sucks because normal is fucking i don't want to go back to normal i I don't i don't think it's awful i don't i don't think it's going it's ever going to be normal but it it might also still be violent for a while and i mean we'll we'll see but i think i think if anything right for any young listener listening to this like bad shit happens and then that shit passes and do not ever be afraid of being uncomfortable, right? If you are young yeah. and you're listening to this, I just want you to know, being uncomfortable is okay. It's how you grow, and adults don't exist. Everyone's just a goddamn ex- child, ex- regardless no, of No, that's age. so true. Exactly. Dude, so I, true. I always think about, like, like I, I get called, like, a nihilist a bunch because I'm always like, nothing matters. And I don't really mean, like, nothing matters. I just mean, like... I mean, the I'm things, a nihilist, so... The, well, the, the, the things people care about... <laughs> don't really matter in like the grand scheme of your life exactly it's it's not (laughs) inherent the the meaning isn't inherent right like we make the meaning i was really like getting a chuckle out of like people call me like a nihilist or whatever because i say nothing matters (laughs) (laughs) put that on a shirt (laughs) with my dumb face seems pretty appropriate i think (laughs) but you start telling people shit like like like, uh, like that doesn't really affect like the universe, and like, oh my god, like you think that you punch their grandma in the face, dude? Well, yeah, it's like that terrifies them that they don't. It's mean terrifying. Anything. Well, their yeah. grandma wouldn't the shut truth. the fuck up either. Yeah, so. also fuck their grandma. <laughs> that bitch don't matter. Nothing matters. <laughs> right, like it, it doesn't unless you choose to. Like that's like uh, right. so. I think 
if I had to like categorize myself now, I believe they consider it non-existentialist. Where it's yeah. like, I, so I've been through the period of nihilism where it's nothing matters and um, the anger and the yeah. Well, yeah. To me, it, the to punk me, my, rock. My nihilism journey wasn't really like negative, right? Like, yeah, mine I, wasn't I would, either. Yeah, good. Yeah, right. Because like, yeah, there's something kinda, incredibly positive in the fact that like you don't have to worry about how things affect the world. So. Um, Some half of the half the world calls this uh, like buddhism <laughs> where it's yeah, like right? like like you're just sort of like well like oh i'm living God. in the moment like whatever right like I'm dying because <laughs> like it, it is definitely an american thing like oh, it's an american nihilist. thing to be like, like oh yeah, you're a exactly. fucking nihilist and it's like no i'm just i don't think like you american right, I'm, just, I'm just trying to be objectively neutral right yeah Lincoln. yeah and so like yeah but then eventually yeah, i got to a point right where it's you use that nihilism to be like okay nothing matters nothing exists and then i took a step from that where it's like if nothing exists then it's my choice it's my agency so it matters provide. more right so now i'm like what yes. do i want from the world and then i that's I the mirror that. that's uh-huh. the yin and the yang right exactly the, exactly yeah yep yeah. <laughs> i'm just thinking about how fucking re- like how weird it is to be be like i am a nihilist i don't think you know, nothing really matters. And then somebody to be like, oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding they, me? It's because they haven't, they haven't thought it through. And, and, and words are the failure. You can't explain to Absolutely. somebody that, the, yeah. that type of feeling because words are, first of all, words are imperfect, but then also people are fucking morons. So that's, you can't, they don't dude, care. That's true. I mean, the that's the same type of person. language, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's bad. We're just imprecise and imperfect, and mm-hmm. it's imprecision and imperfectness on top of bad education and low thinking skills. And yeah, I mean, it's a this nightmare. Is the, Living this here is the sucks. same type of person who would be like, "Hey, like, uh, are you a Christian? Right? Or are you th- my religion?" And right. if you say no, I don't believe in that, they would be like, "Oh, that's so sad. That's yeah. sad. There's that nationalism for you." Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so sad. But that doesn't cause hegemony at all. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Waves of Grain, man. It's a great two gallant song. Waves of Grain. Oh, it's all we are. Just, they want us to be just waves I of grain. It. All the same. Mm, yeah. It's fucking like that mold has uh, started leaking, I think, even amongst like regular people. I mean, it's, it's, it's about time. It's, it's failing because it's, yeah. it's long past time. That, and that's the thing that like brings me joy is that remembering like the people who are in control are also still just sacks of meat who are rotting day by day. Yeah, they'll just and, die. Yeah, at yeah exactly. At the, end of the, at the end of the day, nothing's going to matter because it's all going to break down and fold in on itself and then something new will sprout out. Yeah, they're going to feel the death rattle and then it's going to be it. And then yep, it'll be like, well, me. see you later. Except Jeff. <laughs> I'm gonna live forever. Once you stick like 17 dental dams up your ass, you've become a mortal. I don't know. It's true. Else. 17. Oh my god. It just peels I, I away a like a post it note. Th- I have it has a, to be uh, like relapsing at that point. Like, nah, man. <laughs> I have like a dental lock system going through my butthole. <laughs> no spits getting through here. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Okay, so back to Star Trek. Uh, After this incredible scene with Cisco and Cassidy, uh, we go back to the hotel room in the Hollis Suite, and the senior staff have put together their brilliant plan, uh, but they realize they're one man short. Of course. And Worf and Quark would never help them. 
Yeah, they're like, get Quark, and he's like, nah, he thinks you're his competition, which is a perfect explanation. And yes. It, yeah, and it almost makes me wonder if that was, like, intentional or not. Because, like, there's part of me that was like, oh, like, they probably just couldn't get Armin Shimmerman or whatever. Now, he's and in then, the episode. Like, but he's in the episode! I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, so, like, what the fuck? Maybe he was getting too close to, like, being, uh, what is that, like, overpaid or whatever? Where they're like, yeah, oh, he's over budget. He's, o- he's overtime, they don't want Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think about being Armin Shimmerman, right? Like, you show up on set, and they're like, oh, we have a line where you're not involved with the plot, but we're still going to put you through 18 hours of makeup, so you can say one line. I'd be like, you know what, just sew it to my face. Just fucking, like, (laughs) Boris Carlyle the shit onto me. I mean, it's not like he looks any better without it, let's be real. Wow. Oh, damn. (laughs) Armin Shimmerman is a big fan of this podcast. How dare you? Listen, I love, listen, Arnie, I love you to pieces. Arnie? (laughs) His friends call him Arnie. His friends, yeah, you're not his friend? Armin. Armie. Did you not hear me? Armie. He said M. there. Like the green men. Right, let's like play the, like that fucking audio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good old Army and me, we were out drinking one night, and I was like, dude, if your lows were bigger, you'd be all about it. And he's like, yeah, you know, I think you're right. And I was like, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I played the principal Armin on Shimmerman. Buffy, remember? And I was like, yes, I know Army, I remember. <laughs> it's weird that Armin Shimmerman sounds uh, like you could almost be Skeletor if his voice up. went up a little bit. <laughs> 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 Bitch, well then, whack me off. <laughs> Fool gonna fuck out. <laughs> That's such a good Skeletor. Good is a word for that. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, He Man. Two thousand was a hell of a year, man. Sure was. So, so, so they're like, we need one more guy. We don't know who the fuck's gonna do it. And then Cisco comes in and he's like, I've got the I, dick. I love yep. it because, like, I've got the dick. <laughs> I love because, like, he pops through the door and it's like, we know it's you. Like, there's no yes. suspense, right? It's like, it's pretty. We, we uh, saw the we saw the conversation with Cassidy. We know yeah. it's coming. We saw you think about with a it. Full yeah. codpiece on, and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. He's like, I'm the high roller. It's massive <laughs> codpiece. Oh my god! Can we get to that real quick? Not to jump forward, but like, so there's a uh, you know they have that um uh, we call it, that montage of everyone training basically. Yeah, and yeah. And it's just yeah. Cisco rolling dice. <laughs> It's so, on his desk, and he's wearing this outfit. Yeah, I God, I cracked up so hard. Think about how fu- think about how fun this would be, though. Like, oh, absolutely. Like you're essentially like there's like just enough stakes. Like you're not gonna die, right? Yeah, there's, a, there's a little bit of this in the episode that like I noticed that I I I found really funny, but I wish they would have played it up just a little bit more. Uh, no one is taking this as seriously as Vic Fontaine yeah, is they, because he can die. Yeah, yeah, but they're not going to die. It's not like Moriarty's going to blow <laughs> the ship like, up, right? That's fair. Especially that's when so they're fair. telling him about like uh, how they've got a plan and they're going to knock it over like early in the episode. They're all yeah. like, oh, this sounds so fucking fun. This and he's like great. beat up like with ice on his head. Yeah, he's like, just please don't kill me. <laughs> Oh my god! I never, I never put that together. But you're right. There's like a disconnect yeah. there. That's so they don't funny. really. It's just a game, really. To that, I mean, they know like he'll go away, and that would suck for them. In that, like their favorite holodeck guy would go away. Right. I, I guess yeah. I don't know. But like, but, like the stakes aren't as high. Yeah, like for them. So they're like, yeah, it'll be, it'll be really fun. Yeah, they really are playing in a way. Yeah, and if I was Victor Fontaine, I would also be very incredulous this whole fucking situation. <laughs> yeah, he's probably I'd be pissed off at Felix. Yeah, probably isn't. 
But maybe we're all programmed not to be, you know? <laughs> I don't know oh, about that. Shit. The cortisol in my brain makes me ornery all the time. That's true. Yeah. I've ornery. been around them. That's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the the plan is Kira's going to keep Frankie Two Eyes occupied. Yeah, with her titties. With her mm-hmm. boobles. Although the dress she's wearing, girl, like fucking, Ugh. I don't know. I, I don't like it. Don't get me wrong. I, lo- I love me some shoulders and some chest. But like, what the fuck is going on with like the breast section, right? Like, 1962. Like, she doesn't have the boobs for it. Back then they had torpedo boobies. That's you the, you're have. right. You're oh, right. Yeah, you're right. They she's got 1964 yeah. gra- or 1964 uh, Nintendo 64 graphics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like a, a strong A cup, which is not wrong with that, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a strong, strong. A cup. <laughs> I, I love you crack she's got a B cup. Maybe she's got a B cup. Maybe. No uh, way. No way, way. Uh-uh. That's definitely A. Yeah, it might be. I think he's right. <laughs> I think you guys are underestimating my a girl. A plus, though. Hey, right? they're not, uh, yeah, exactly. A plus. Ain't nothing wrong with small titties. It's fine. Yeah, there, there definitely isn't. Um, it's so all about Vic, the nose ridges for me, anyway. It's true. She got Yo. the perfect nose ridges. It's I, from dude for me. It's the like I don't. And they did this with like all Bajorans, but like they all like for some reason in the casting they're like we just need them to have like the biggest doe eyes that you've ever yeah. seen. True. Anime and because because like Rom's wife, like all of them, like Lita. even even uh, like uh, uh, Vedic Barile has like these big dumb doe eyes that I'm just like oh. Like I just could stare in those all my goddamn life. Medic Varile. He was he was like really cool. Yeah. He was or, cool. Rest in peace, bitch. <laughs> oh, I will say I will say there is in during that montage, there's a moment where like Odo kisses uh uh Kira's shoulder. Yeah, and they get all snug and I'm like, God damn, you're so lucky. You yeah, he, <laughs> it killed him. He's dead now. It killed him. All the it did. It's like getting oh, too close to a fucking no. like radioactive like material. It's just it's too much. Can't handle it. Ugh, Damn, God, rest in beautiful. peace. I met I met uh, Chase Masterson, and I was the only person I ever was starstruck around, which is so weird. Aw. Cause I was like, she was like super nice though. Yeah, she I was. Hear. She was rad, dude. Like I was like, oh, I love Star Trek Online, and she was like, oh, really? Like she didn't think I was gonna. Oh, that's like, cool. And she, I was like, yeah, you, it's so, it's like really cool that you guys like came back and did that and stuff, and and I, uh, dude, and she was like beautiful, and I was like, yep, all right, I gotta go now. <laughs> yeah, I'm blushing. <laughs> I'm gonna move this way. I gotta go upstairs now. Bye bye. <laughs> I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> Uh, anyway, you guys know the fucking plan. Uh, <laughs> the whole idea is that they're going to rob the fucking casino. They got this uh, Ocean's Eleven style plan. Uh, Nog is going to live up to the stereotype of his people. They're going to yeah. steal the money. And then Baron he, Zemo's old ass won't get a cut of anything. He I, gets I guess this. he'll crumble to dust. <laughs> he gets uh, uh, Last Crusaded. fucking turns into a skeleton uh but it's a cisco says it'll take about eight minutes bashir being bashir is like i bet it'll only take five they're like so overconfident but so great and they don't think that the the program is gonna like throw them like you know other jackboxes or whatever they're they're talking about this plan in the hollow deck that can hear them talk about the plan but (laughs) <laughs> and then like an ad comes up for like a bad dragon dildo and then 
They're like, where did this come from? And Bashir's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was browsing. Uh, so Zemo's not supposed to show up until the next night. So they're going to skim the money off, and then Zemo will show up the next night. Everything will go off perfectly without a hitch, and there'll be no problem. But it goes off more perfectly that he shows up early. What would it they does. do... Because they can fill the coffers again in, in, in the day. Yeah. Much money is wasted at a casino in a day? <laughs> a lot. Much. It's I guess a lot of money. The, the idea is like they would not be able to get the millions of dollars yeah, then, in a yeah, day. But you'd have and to go Zemo would be like, this is slightly less money than I wanted. That is way yeah. too much life for Zemo to sound. This is slightly less money than I wanted. There it is. <laughs> I used to have a tongue. <laughs> That's what I was gonna use the money for. I don't belong to DC, so I can lick your pussy. Oh my god. Oh god. Sit on yeah. my gums. Oh god, my pussy. Yeah, Sit on my gums. Gum me, daddy. Ah! Gum Josh, you're off mouth. the show. Bam, you're in. <laughs> Well, it's been a good run, guys, but it was bound to happen sooner or later. It's all right. I, I can play a good Josh. I'll be like, oh, my golden rings. There you go. <laughs> That's the thing. You don't even need him. Yo, laughing guy it up. Just laughing guy. He's doing it. See, he's, he's stealing my thunder. It. He's stealing oh, my fucking it. thunder. God damn it. Shit. Anyway. See? Now he's doing it again. He can also hosting guys, so I'm a little worried too. Oh fuck. Anyway. We're all out of we're all out of a job. <laughs> yeah, I'm too much of a threat to Jeff. That's right. Never again. <laughs> Jeff is gonna be like, here, drink this. I'm like, oh, what's in it? Drink Amlock. this <laughs> It's just Amlock. <laughs> drink this deadly nightshade. I mean Kool-Aid. I mean <laughs> Kool-Aid. Oh, I thought it was Tang. <laughs> oh, I can't tang. afford Tang. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, <laughs> it's Tang so, more than Kool Aid. I don't know. Uh, Kool Aid's like ten cents a packet. Tang's got to be free by now, man. <laughs> I don't even think they make it. Yeah, you got to find it at Kmart if you can. You got to go open. to like a discount grocer. You got to fucking travel through time and space to the Kmart to get your Kool Aid to get your Tang. <laughs> So, uh, all of our heroes dress to the nines in their best 1960s attire. And they slow-mo. Do a slow-motion walk. walk through the promenade into Quarks. It's good, too. It, it's, it's so it's, good. It's boner-inducing. And they're all looking quite fuckable. Yep. Dude, they knew what they were doing with Ezri. They were like, we wear this. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, Okay. She's like, I gotta have a job somewhere. So. I'm new, so I can't pull any fucking rank. <laughs> uh, but Quark says his one line, which is, I'm telling you, Morn, something's going on at Vix that we don't know about. <laughs> That's it. It's a great 18 hours of makeup <laughs> worth of a Wait, line. <laughs> 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 oh, they couldn't have just had somebody else say that. <laughs> I'm here, too. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I'm in the show? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Uh, Kira goes man. to distract Frankie Eyes, and uh, Frankie Eyes is like not having the subtle flirting anymore. He's like, "Hey, when you gonna bend over?" Yeah, he's like ready to fuck. At the, he's like, "I'm done with this." 
take a, she's like, let's play footsies under the table. And he's like, take off your panties. He's like, that's a start. It's so creepy. and ugh. He's so gross. Yeah. Bashir Ooh. orders his martini from Esri, uh, who's dressed like that contractually, not because she wants yeah. to be. <laughs> she's dressed hotter than the quote-unquote strippers are dressed. It's true. Uh, Cisco was trying to wager a hundred bucks because he doesn't know the value of money. Yeah, he's like a hundred. I enough. did like that. <laughs> yeah, hundred makes like perfect a sense. He's ne- he's never had money in his entire life. Think about how amazing that must feel. God, it would be so uh, good. One day. Uh, I've also <laughs> never had money in my entire <laughs> yes, life. Yes, but you're subject. You know what? That's you're funny. subject to the pain of society, like telling you exactly. how much money is. Yeah. <laughs> However, uh, Esri. Fucks it up because a customer runs into the God drink tray. Damn it, oh no! But Bashir saves the day. He just takes somebody else's drink and puts Epicac in it and gives it to her. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, that's that's kind of like we were mentioning earlier. The the uh, um, oh shit! Of course, my brain just farts at that moment. Uh, it, you know they, they have like this algorithm that they're like yeah. everyone is like oh I fuck up and it's like oh but here's how we correct it and. Yeah, they're they're like thinking on the fly in a way that's really much more interesting than the plan just going well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and it's uh, it's like the it's like playing like Mario and like there's like oh there's another fireball here I didn't know about right. It's like just a random yeah. occurrence. Um, this is a two hour long podcast. Let me get through the rest of this real quick. Yeah, yeah go for uh, it. <laughs> uh, Ezri brings the drink back to the Count Man, but the Count Man isn't there. Instead, Gowron is there with his eyes slightly shut, so no one believes me that that's him. No one would ever believe <laughs> uh, it was. Ezri's like, oh, can I have the drink? And he's like, no, it's mine! And he drinks it. <laughs> he's like a fucking baby. And he runs out and barfs. And uh, O'Brien and Cassidy like distract the guard, and a, a funny fucking, like, who's on first? Like, you stole my money! No, I didn't! Yeah. Uh, Nog goes back and he starts doing the safe. And he's like, oh my god, this is an auto-relock tumbler. Yeah, and then it takes him like seven times, and it's like, come on. There's there's a lot of like, it's like, okay, we got it like the yeah. first three we, times. We get you it. Know? Yeah, we get it. <laughs> they come back to him so much. Yeah. Yeah. We got it. <laughs> but then Mr. Zemo's corpse arrives. <laughs> I rolls out of the grave. He's like, where's my money, bitch? <laughs> and Kira's like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. And he's like, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it's great. It's great. And Odo's like, we've gone over eight minutes. Can you fucking do your job? <laughs> uh, then everybody just starts throwing money into the air. And I yeah. found that people in the casino floor were wildly slow in jumping on the ground after money. <laughs> I feel like like it was, like, the way the shot was, too, right? Like, where it's, like, I feel like we should have cut to them, like, falling to the floor. But instead, we're just kind of watching them, like, okay, wait it out. All right. Yeah, they're getting Okay, now I can get down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, After cutting back to Nog, like, a hundred times, he finally unlocks the door to the safe. Odo makes a bag. He doesn't become (laughs) the bag this time. He has leveled up. He's learned a new uh, TM. Yeah. All, all right. That, uh, all that. <laughs> all that solid sex he's been having. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, one guard that Cassidy has made want to fuck her 
sends for another guard to fuck O'Brien. <laughs> I'll take him away for a strip, strip search. search. Yeah. Oh. Strip and search. Cassidy's like, wait, no, I wanted you to do it. And he's like, oh, I can't, babe. I gotta go back to my post. And then she's like, I'm gonna cry on your arms. <laughs> and then he's, and like, he's oh, like, Blue Lives Matter. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Cassidy, you could do so much better. I love, I love that when she fucking, she just bolts. Right? She doesn't say yeah. anything. Yeah. She's like, oh, and fuck like, you. I'm out. I was right? going to say how fucking funny that is. That, like, she sees Odo and Nog leave, and then she just stops crying and get, gets off of him and walks yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and uh, Zemo finally gets uh, to the fucking bike, and he's like, oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. <laughs> And they open it up, and there's no money, and everybody pulls out their fucking guns. Of course, right? That's totally what would happen. And uh, they walk out, and there's this slow pan as as Frankie Eyes is being walked out over all and of Cheech. the co-conspirators. Cheech yeah. is gonna die, too. Bye, Cheech. Yeah, fuck that guy. He'll never know about the arm trick. <laughs> He'll never know. Never the know. real tragedy is Cheech never learning the arm trick. <laughs> it's the last thought that goes through his head before the bullet is, "How did he do it? <laughs> Why was the pizza never good?" And then, and then he has like a fucking uh, uh, usual suspects moment. He ties it all together, drops his coffee cup, <laughs> shatters on the ground. Kaiser Sose was Odo. <laughs> oh shit! Spoilers. <laughs> I do like the scene where they're all, like, turning around in slow motion. It's yeah. really good. I mean, like, the episode, as Bam pointed out earlier, has some problems either in directing or editing. Yeah. But uh, this scene is pretty expertly shot, and I appreciate that. Did they mm-hmm. use the same set for this casino as they did for the one in uh, the Royale? It looks I, similar. It, it looks similar. Like, even, like, the like the way they have, like, the, the Vaseline the on the door. lens at some yeah. time. Oh, yeah, 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 the Vaseline. Yeah. <laughs> Make it look smoky. Yeah. yeah, it's got that look. <laughs> Uh, as soon as Frankie Eyes leaves the casino, it turns back into Vic's Lounge. Which is ugly as fuck. Yeah, it's pretty fucking hideous. In ni- nothing in 1962, like, <laughs> architecture-wise. That's uh, not. No. No. So Brian comes back and puts his jacket on, and they're like, oh, what happened with the guards? I don't want to talk about it. I got <laughs> fucked in the butt, Julian. That's what fucking happened. I mean, I asked for it, but still, I, didn't I don't want to talk dental about dam. it. I don't fucking, I don't butt fucking tell, Julian. Now I got a, <laughs> now I got a spitty butthole. It was sixteen dental dams, though. I didn't, I didn't become a god. <laughs> <laughs> I was so close. Uh, but Vic is like, next time you go to the Alamo, I'll go with you. Queenskin yeah! Capital. Let's go shoot people. <laughs> And there's this moment that's like so television. Oh, yes. it's very television. Where Vic is like, Captain? And Cisco yeah. just gets up and walks up there because he knows he wants to do it. The best is yet to come with yeah. him already. It's Again, so they're good. talking about the show. The best is yet to come. Oh. It's, it's the end of the, se- the series. Here we go. This is the mm. final push. Too bad they didn't deliver. Yeah, it's, I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure when they make Cisco, it'll be fine. 
I mean, Picard yeah. was so good. They'll make Gadisco. <laughs> They'll bring that actor back yeah. from the dead, probably. Is he dead? Yeah, I think he is. <laughs> oh, man. I love fucking Cisco belting on stage. Oh. He's the good. thing is, like, they had been trying to get him to sing on the show for, like, two seasons because uh, Iris Stephen Bear had heard him sing at a party yeah. and loved his voice so much that they wanted him to sing. It's what? so good. It, which, it's funny because, like, as an actor, he doesn't really have, like, the best breath control. But, like, when he sings, he's, like, fucking phenomenal at I, it. I, I, but I he's love got that. that perfect swing singing voice. Yeah. I love that he's, like, like he's just... Like you can feel it. Like he's just like yes. Ugh. He's like pent up. Like I love that. It's so much better like, than when like, he gets like. Oh, go on. I was just gonna say it's so much better than like actors like who are just totally in control. It's like that's acting. People aren't in control when they're mad. They're pissed and they're they can't breathe. That's the thing is he he's his timing is best right. Like I yeah. love when whenever he gets upset and he gets shaky. Yeah. I feel that shit. Right. Yeah. It's like you feel real it deep in your fucking bones. Oh yeah. Oh, Josh was right, by the way. Uh, according to Iris Stephen Bear, the Vic Cisco duet at the end of the episode, the best is yet to come, refers to the nine part series finale. I fucking oh, told you. Damn. Yeah, you didn't know about Galron, it. though, did you? I didn't know the important facts about Galron. <laughs> if, you want, if you want the hottest Galron goss, you know where to fucking come. <laughs> I follow Galron goss on Instagram. I'm hitting that up every day. <laughs> so what do you? So on the Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality, where are you guys going to put this episode? It's a tough one, man. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say a nine. I'd go eight only because like I don't like gangster stuff that much. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. But but as like an episode, it's like really good, and I and Cisco's great, and just for that part alone where he monologues and talks to Cassidy is is it's a solid nine. Yeah, I when I was watching it again, I was thinking to myself probably like seven, um, but it's it really is. Oh, excuse me. It really is between that scene and the like last part. Yeah. Um, I yeah. To me, this definitely hits like eight eight point five for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. Like eight eight point five for mm-hmm. sure. Like the and the only reason I wouldn't just straight up give it a ten is like I'm comparing it to like in the pale moonlight. Exactly. Or, oh, exactly. absolutely. Uh, yeah. The inner light or Darmok or episodes like that that are real like full on tens. Yeah. To me. Yeah. yeah th- there's a few things that just keep it from reaching there, right? Like between watching Nog do his boring ass, the most boring ass <laughs> job of all of them. And we yeah. get to cut back to that a bunch or like just the random, like, yeah, like <laughs> the, the directing not being, you know, on par. Um, Plus threshold exists, and how can you beat that, dude? It's true, for real. The perfect ten episode. It's a perfect ten. That's <laughs> named after the cocker and the catfish scale. How can it not be ten? I do want to say that uh, uh, a piece of the action is probably also like a seven to eight to me. Which one's that I have, one? That's, that's the TOS the, one. That's the TOS oh, one. You fuck that, one. that you fuck. hated so much. Well, first off, I didn't know that you were gonna that you weren't a big fan of gangster stuff. So I was like, oh. no, no, I, I like, I, like I do like heist movies and shit, and like that's yeah. like all like and and like Casino is a great movie, and I just I never got in as into it as like like I would say I like like you, Bam. I like westerns more than I like wet like uh, gangster yeah. movies. Uh, no, I, I totally get that. But I like, did see. 
I did see people saying that like we hated the episode. I think we gave it like a five or a no, six, which I, is yeah, like medium. You guys were totally fair, right? And and like yeah. you said too, you that episode is bad. Like, that's a bad episode. <laughs> it, it's a bad episode, and that's why I I love it because it like makes me laugh. It's so and when you it's guys crazy. Were, like, the, the comedy didn't they hit with you, and I was like, oh, I get it now because like it is. It's uh for me, it's just watching watching Shatner and Nimoy just. Like on set, right? I'm not watching Kirk and Spock. Right, you're watching the actors. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. to me, that was fun, and I and I could yeah. kind of uh, sort of sink into that. And that's why I loved about it. But yeah. it is an awful yeah. fucking. Like it's a, it's a bad episode, but like I I think I gave it like a six. I think yeah. I maybe gave it a five. I mean, there's there's like but way it's, worse. It's very TOS much episodes. like a middle of the road episode that I enjoyed some things in, but mostly yeah. didn't enjoy the others. No, I, I think you guys are totally fair on it, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fine. If we fucked it, it's our show. We've really never been that. wrong. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's your goddamn show. You can give it what you wanna. I give it a double zero. Fuck yeah! Fuck that episode. <laughs> fuck this give show. It a double zero for boobs. For, a double hey, zero yeah. with periods in them. <laughs> for period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pick up a heater or whatever the fuck they say. Yeah, give no, me. We a- only had one commercial break in this episode. That's all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's fine. I think that's usually how it ends up when we have a guest. We don't get to both commercial breaks. Uh, this is a two-hour-long episode of M Class. Want to wrap it up, homie? So I think now is as good a time as any to end the episode. Uh, first and foremost, I would like to thank Bam for being on the program. Thank you for letting me on. Uh, you brought a ton of really great insights to this episode. Yeah, you we were appreciate great. It. Oh, thank you. Almost too blessing. great. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. we are gonna have to take you out behind the barn after this. Yeah, one. someone's That's gonna fine. get their run broken. <laughs> good luck walking. <laughs> good luck walking to your next podcast, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Now, thank you, Bam, for being on the show. We we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, sure. we love you. Aw, I love you guys, too. <laughs> Aw. I think it's important to reiterate that it is Trek Boy Pride Pledge Month, so you should head to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. Put down a pledge at any level you want. If you're already on uh, the Patreon as a patron, you should up your pledge however much you can afford. Because at the end of the month, Captain Desrath, the truest Trek boy this month at least, mm-hmm. is going to be uh, putting his money where his mouth is and donating anything over $750 we make on the Patreon directly to the Trevor Project, a uh, suicide prevention hotline for at-risk teens in the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Uh, extremely good cause, and at the end of the month, Josh and I are going to take uh, some of the profits that we made from this month and make big lump sum donations to the Trevor Project as well. We're going to throw it in the air like Cisco. We're going <laughs> full Cisco. Make at the end it of this rain. Episode. Stone-faced, no enjoyment, throwing money. <laughs> that, just that looking was slightly <laughs> off camera, just throwing like, money. I, I get it because he was supposed to be worried about uh, what was going on, but yeah. his face so he's just like, oh god, oh god, I'm- oh, I hate throwing money. <laughs> now we're gonna donate uh, big old lump sums directly to the Trevor Project. 
uh, head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast and get in on that. There are some uh, Trek Boy Pride downloadables that you can download images I created for you guys. I love them, by the way, Jeff. You killed yourself oh. on those ones. They're so freaking amazing. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, I, I, um, uh, I've got one on my phone background. <laughs> Like, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I'm they're so good. Glad. They're like really designed well. Like fucking. Thank you. Not that I expect anything less from Mr. Pennington. I am the fucking best. It's that's true. true. <laughs> that's very true. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can get those downloadables. Uh, Josh and I are going to do a new commentary track in the next little bit uh, that you guys voted on. It's Hook. I don't know why you voted on that one, but that's the one we're, we're going to watch. The Hook. Boo Box. What? You, oh, you'll find out. You'll find out what the I've seen it. I, I, I saw yeah, I've seen there. Hook. This has been a long time. <laughs> I just remember their food is paint. I don't know. <laughs> I, dude, I, I, fucking I wanted love that to movie. eat their weird colored food. Yeah, their pudding. Really it was just it pudding. looked good. It looked like Scooperman ice cream. Oh, Scooperman. Uh, remember um, when they were just like, let's make ice cream look crazy on edible. <laughs> kids let's put these dyes it. in it. That's not yeah, going to affect yeah. the brain at all. <laughs> uh, thank you to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race for our theme song. You can find oh, Vitizen on uh, Spotify, on iTunes, anywhere better music is sold. Uh, I've got it on good authority that Vitizen is working on a new album. He what? sure is. And actually, by the time this comes out, uh, an episode of Bitch Chips and Flip Scripts starring our, or guesting our sweet boy Vitizen will be out by that time. So make sure to check that Who? out too. Who told you that you could advertise your show? <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you not love Vitazen as much as I do? On my show. Is that what you're saying? I Who told like you this standard practice was standard practice? <laughs> <laughs> no, go check out Bits, Chips, and Flip Scripts as well. It is a great fucking show. At least the Vitazen episode. I don't care about the rest. <laughs> I'm on one of them, so you know it's a good episode. Oh, that's right. Oh, man. Now that I, I mean, I like that yet? episode, too. Has that episode come out yet that I'm on? Yeah, dude, that came out like months ago. Yeah, nobody tagged me. So we we totally on. put that on. I I for sure. I was for sure not tagged. Um, anyway. No oh my god. <laughs> I think I was tagged. I think I I did all the retweeting and shit. But I was gonna I, say because that, that was the month we we uh we paid for advertising, wasn't it? Or like uh, the month after? I think it was the month after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paid, yeah. I don't, man. What is time? What yeah, is I don't time? know. That's a good question. <laughs> it's just a hollow program that we're all in. <laughs> think uh, about like it. I'd like to thank all of our patrons, especially the ones like Bam, who have upped their pledges. Uh, nobody has upped their pledges to as ridiculous a level as Bam has, which we very much appreciate. Don't you want to beat Bam? <laughs> yeah, beat wanna, Bam, everybody. Listen, you want to you you drain the pockets of Desrith? Josh yeah. and Jeff. Yeah. So send them all the money. Make me think like real hard about how much I am going to donate because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that would be the best problem in the world. Yes, it would. <laughs> would yeah, for real. Yeah, uh, just for reference, in case you missed it earlier, Bam is doing is pledging two hundred fucking dollars. Crazy. So good luck beating that bitch. Crazy. I, crazy. I mean, they've been killing it though. Like it's. I, I think uh, I forget. I forget what the it's last number is. It's at thirteen hundred right now. Yeah, nice. so we're we're getting there out of we're our our, our thousand there. total. But let's get there. Let's get there, folks. We can do yeah. it. I'm just so excited to see the lump sum that we're going to be donating, like all together. It's going to be cool. Month, yeah. to the Trevor Project. Fuck yeah. Anything to keep their doors open is worth it. So definitely. Agreed. 
a pledge today. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to all Trek boys, true Trek boys, not Trek bigots. <laughs> yeah, fuck those Trek bigots. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, thanks again to Bam, and uh, we'll be back in one week with more M Class goodness. Bye, Bam. What? Oh, bye. No way. I'm mentally ill.